So guess what? What? I don't know. Dave King Season 2. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First of all, we have my lovely co-host. Saul Thompson. Hey, everybody. Hey, Saul. How are you, John? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I can't complain. It's been a beautiful week here uh, weather is a little bit cooler than it's been, so mm. it's been nice. Been getting out for some runs and stuff like that, and mm. uh, yeah, it's been still continuing to enjoy the summer and continuing to not go anywhere because we got to stay safe. Yeah. How about you, Saul? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I had a very fun uh, like birthday dinner night with some friends. Uh, the they had all been one. tested. The big two one, yeah. Um, they would all been like tested and everything, so I felt safe. And then we we went over to my apartment and like goofed around, played a lot of ABBA. Um, it was and a good you had time. Had a spectacular Instagram live. I did a cartwheel. You did a cartwheel. It was great. Um, <sighs> but Saul, cartwheels aside, mm. we have another person in the studio today. Who do we? I have? was gonna say, yeah, this podcast is maybe not about us. We've got Aussie legend, uh, the YouTuber himself, Robert Verdugo. What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome, welcome, <laughs> this, welcome is, this is a bit surreal, to say the least. I want to say thank you for letting me come on the podcast. Um, this is uh, this is going to be very interesting. I'm very keen. Oh, I can't wait. I'm really to, excited. Uh, to share the Verdugo vibes on the podcast. Oh, dude. Like, even listening to that intro was just like, <laughs> I've heard it many <laughs> times on like from a from a Spotify point of view, but actually hearing you guys in person, it's uh, it's quite... It's quite surreal. <laughs> this one's just for you, King. Oh, and also, happy birthday, Saul, for turning Oh, thank you. Away. Happy birthday. I appreciate it. <laughs> Saul, are you still drunk right now? Yeah, no, I'm still riding the high. <laughs> God, when I was 21, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh. I feel so old compared to you guys, but I'm not that much older. To say I'm that. 23. Okay, so I'm 24 right now. I turned okay, 25 so in like a month. So we're boomers. Still boomers. Oh. Yeah. It's good. Before we get into any like specific questions, how are things with coronavirus in Melbourne? I've heard they it's been kind of horrendous, <sighs> for lack of a better term. It's yeah, it's pretty. It's wait, can I swear on this pod? Oh yeah, go for it. You're from Australia. Okay, cool. I think this was expected. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know whether you guys swore on the pod or not, but like, no lie, it's fucking shit. It is <laughs> so bad because, like. Everywhere else in Australia is pretty good. Like, I've got mates up in Perth who mm. going out to bars, you know, having a great time. And then you see us in Melbourne because I'm based in Melbourne, right? So in Victoria, everywhere is on lockdown. We're at a stage four lockdown where we can't leave our house past eight o'clock at night. So um, after 8 p.m., you're not allowed out. All the grocery shops are closed. The only places that are open, I believe, are like petrol stations and... um like places to get um it's called like our chemist warehouse which is like all your supplies and stuff mm -hmm. medical supplies and shit okay so apart from that everyone's indoors like our um it was a photo posted on, posted on facebook and it was our freeways and the streets of melbourne and there is not one person on the road and oh one my of my God. mates right this is the weirdest part my mate who works at a grocery store 
he finished at 11 o'clock and he was on his way home and he was like, no lie. It felt like he was in a movie where it was just no one on the road at all. Like it was That's spooky. Crazy. Yeah. That's I, um, I've, so I, I am dating a, a girl who lives in New York city and during the worst of the lockdown, um, you know, it wasn't like you couldn't leave your house after a certain time, but they were pretty strict about like, you know, get inside and just, you know, mm. don't, nobody was going to New York City. I could drive from my house to New York City without any traffic and I wouldn't see a person at like 8 p.m. And I was like, something's wrong. I felt like it was like, I am legend. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> zombies are going to come That's out. That's legit. Imagine that in Melbourne right now, even like past like 4 p.m., it starts getting a bit quiet. And then when it hits around like seven o'clock at night, you see a lot of people speeding because they just want to get home and make that mm -hmm. curfew. Because if you're out in the street and mm -hmm. you don't have like a valid excuse for why you're out, you get, a, I think it's a $1,600 fine on the Holy spot. Holy cow. Yeah. And um, there's even like more stricter rules in place. So basically you can't leave anywhere around a five kilometer radius of your house. So let's say for instance, like, I don't know, the closest grocery store is like 2Ks and that's it. That's the only place I could go. If there's anywhere further, I can't access it. I can't go anywhere beyond that. So it's pretty, uh, it's interesting because if I wanted to exercise and go to an oval, that's more than 5Ks. I can't go. So that's just oh out of the God. picture. Yeah. That is that's crazy. intense. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I can't visit, like, I'm not supposed to go see my grandmother, which I still do anyway. Oh. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll go see her, make sure everything's okay. I'll do like her groceries and stuff. Mm. But you can't go anywhere past 5Ks to see any family members. Like, you're not allowed to go to someone's house either. Like, I can't go visit my partner if I wanted to and go see her at her place or if she went to mine. Like, I can't do that. So <laughs> right now, it's just like, wake up in the morning, like maybe stay in bed for about an hour and a half, two hours on TikTok <laughs> and then just basically jump on the PC and do my exercise, go for a walk. And that's it. Like it's been like this for weeks. And then I believe this whole lockdown is going to be for a total of, I think six weeks and we're okay. three weeks in. So I think we've got another month oh, or another three weeks. You're left. in the thick so, of it. You're could, right. I, could you yeah, imagine having, in the a, thick of it. having a, a government that's actually doing things actively to counter coronavirus? And <laughs> Couldn't not imagine. Like, no, no, Couldn't it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Guys, just close your eyes, cover your eyes with your hands. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. How do you guys cope with it? Because New York City was pretty bad. Like that was scary at one no, point. I was New reading York's on the like news. The best, New York's like the best point in the U.S. now. They're doing great now. <laughs> They're doing really well because everybody <laughs> actually followed quarantine. People and then you have listened. the South. Yeah. Wow. Wait, how many cases do you get a day? Do you guys know? Uh, in in the entire U.S. A lot. Yeah, let's say. Okay, <laughs> well, that makes sense. Like more than other countries have in their entire total usually mm. per uh day. it was something like ten thousand uh thirty nine thousand new cases yesterday oh jeez jeez and there was okay, like a it's... week where florida was getting like fifty thousand new ones a day just florida wow and you know what's the worst part right is that why like in our area this whole lockdown we've only had 200 cases in a day Oh nice. Gosh. So it's like, it was at 400 at one point, And that's when the government freaked out. They're like, no, nah, we can't do this. It's mainly just because maybe due to just the population of Melbourne, you know, it's, it's completely different to the whole U S in general, obviously. But 
I feel like just because of just community transmission and a lot of people, obviously with this lockdown, a lot of people are just sick of it because this is our second time doing it. We had mm -hmm. actually a first wave a couple months ago and it went for quite a while. I think it went for like eight to 10 weeks. Um, and now just second time around, a lot of people are just sick of it. But I think now people are starting to pay attention. Like people wear masks. Every time I go out for my walk, people are social distancing, like everything's in place. Cause I think people just want to hurry up and get this over with, but I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. It's going to be a while, unfortunately, but the, but the best thing we can do is just stay safe stay away from the crazy people who aren't taking it seriously pretty much <laughs> <laughs> pretty much but to get things on a lighter note robert this is a fashion podcast after all and you are a fashionable man can we start things off with a fit check oh i'm so scared to get judged <laughs> no judgment we're really no, judgment. no we're really mean trust me no, no this no, is no, the big really no, like this. this is the worst part okay I've, I was like, okay, do I put on something when I'm like, oh, I've been in quarantine, man. Like I've got no fits. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. So then ended up going with, okay, do we do top to bottom or do we go to bottom up? What do you, Your what do you got? choice. All right. We'll start off with the crap stuff first. We'll go bottoms first. We'll go with the shoes, which are like wannabe Birkenstock Ricks. They're just like a matte black Birkenstock, which I got from like Kmart for like five bucks. Like this is what I wear around the house. Like this is my quarantine fit. And then I've got, just got a pair of like baggy Nike sweats and then uh, just a white Uniqlo tee underneath of this uh, Mac Miller Circles hoodie. It's a nice orange oversized Mac Miller hoodie, which I got merch. Um, I bought it like a month ago. Oh, nice. Um, it's just like a casual fit. Like if it, was, if it wasn't quarantine, okay, I might pull out like the Ismiaki, my Our Legacy, but like not today. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. But I heard you guys are a fan of Rick, so I'm actually quite happy. <laughs> We're big, yeah, yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, I indeed. think, That's... honestly, like, through doing the podcast, I've become more of a fan, just hearing how many mm -hmm. of our guests are, like, passionate about it. Like, our first guest is, I don't know if you know the page, Geocasket, shout out Theo. Um, he, he is documenting or has documented, like, every Geobasket that's been made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like... I, I obviously knew who Rick was, but I didn't have like an appreciation. You know, some of his stuff is insane. Like those wolfish leather geobat, like it's his insane. attention to detail is wild. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that I know for a fact I was not aware of before this podcast started. Like I knew who Rick was and I knew about the geobasket and the Ramones and stuff, but it took me a while before I realized why people are such big fans of him. Yeah. And I think in what, I don't think people understand that you don't have to wear all Rick to pull off a Rick fit. That's like, true. I think a lot of people see like the geo, but like the geo basket, you got to wear with like Rick trousers. You wear like Rick shorts, but I know you've seen people like Sanch who have a pair of just, he's got like four insane pairs of dunks and he'll rock them with like a wide pair of trousers, like draped yeah. over and they look stupid mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. He, he dresses those really well. I yeah, think you sure. sort of need the silhouette rather than like full Rick. Mm, for you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Solly boy, what have we got going on in your fit today? Um, so in honor of our guest from Australia, I'm wearing some pants. Uh, I got nice. in Australia. Nice. Glad you wore pants today. Yes. Um, these are from a store that is called. Hold on, before I blank. Um, 
he's really nice and i should know the name of his store i'll remember it um i'll go up to my shirt it's a plain white uniqlo basics tee um just because i slept in it and i was like i'm not going to change um (laughs) i'm wearing that but god damn it what's the name of this store it's really cool it's in melbourne um i went when i was there um god fucking hell is it like a, is it a surf store? Is it like a streetwear store? No, it's a, it's a streetwear store. The guy was really nice. We had like a like a two hour conversation. He you cut told me, some me about really nice one, deals yeah. on our legacy. Yeah. Um, God damn it! I feel I know bad. There's, I know there's brand, like there's stores called Up There. I don't know if you've been to Up There. I didn't go to Up There. I think it was closed when I was there. I follow them on. All right, John. How about you give us your fit? Okay. And I will look and. <laughs> figure out what it is because i'm gonna feel really bad if i can't figure this out of course of course i'll blast right into it you know big time guests require big time fits so on the feet what else but the pod and stocks folks you know had to (laughs) had to bring them out or else i'm no good as an interview if i don't wear them you know Mm. i mean i'm already a crummy interviewer but it gets even worse if they're off (laughs) on the legs we have a pair of patagonia baggies in a slate blue colorway it's my my new pair unfortunately there is a hole in the pocket already i've had them for a week and a half and there's already a hole in the pocket so i need to get in touch with patagonia and get those repaired and then on top we have a t-shirt from advisory board crystals it is their uh, black lives matter t-shirt it's got a picture of the united states on the front in a gold glitter but all the states are separated by about an inch and it says, uh, such a pretty planet, such an ugly world. Oh, and then, oh wow. Jeez. Very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful statement. And then on top of that, I have, it's a little chilly here in Michigan this morning. So I have a sweater on. Um, it is, Saul, do you have any guesses on which sweater this is? Oh, yep. It's the Blue Blue Japan anchor thing that you bought out from under me. Am yes, it absolutely Great. is. So for yep. those of you who don't know, Saul sent me a link to a sweater on Grailed. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to buy it. And I bought it. And I told him. And he was like, oh, I was going to buy that. I wanted to show you because <laughs> I thought you'd think it was cool, too, and validate the purchase. <laughs> you just snagged. You usually snagged the pace of your man's. Oh. So it's, it's an extra large, though. It would fit me better. I mean, I could have made it work. You could have made it work. I'm trying to validate the purchase for myself and not feel it's, too bad. No, it is it is all good. I, I'm happy that at least one of us has it. Yeah, it's made the Instagram now. It's on my most recent post on there. Nice. So okay. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. That um, is very true. <laughs> fit check is complete over here. Uh, of course, in addition to the fit, we've all got big smiles on our faces now from that wonderful story. Saul, have you remembered the uh, the store's name yet? I'm now scrolling through everybody that I follow on um, nice. Instagram and nice. sorting it by latest. Um, oh, there it is. Okay, so the store is called Contra, C-O-N-T-R-A. Uh, it's in Brisbane, excuse me. Um, okay, okay. Robert, you actually follow the page, which I can I- see think so i remember seeing this brand pop up um mm. or the store actually pop up on my feed once mm-hmm. um i've actually never been to it but i think do they stock our legacy by any chance they do yeah they, they've got some really cool stuff in there 
Okay, yes, I've seen this on my feed before. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, okay, when I go to Brisbane, I know I'm hitting up this store straight away for sure. The guy is really nice about like discounts and stuff too, because um, I think he stocks everything himself. And so, I think if you just like, obviously, don't be like a dick and just walk in and be like, "Give me like money off of this." But oh, if yeah. you're like, you know, <laughs> if you like sit there and like chop it up with him and like you know make an effort to seem like an actual person. Uh, I think he's pretty chill about like giving you like thirty percent or something. Wow! Wow! There's shit. some really cool stuff. I'm scrolling through Instagram right they now. They also yeah, I'm seeing all their loafers. Yeah, they yeah, their loafers are crazy. Yeah. So I think you've sent me their page before, like during sales and stuff to shop the. Yeah, yeah, they the ship online. internationally. Uh, wow, everybody that's go nice. support Contra. Absolutely. Man, love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. On that wonderful note, I think we're ready to get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Oh, I we think so. We have prepared, let's see, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 22 questions for our good friend Robert. And I am looking forward to getting into it. First things first, Robert, what is the story behind your YouTube channel? Oh, well, if only there was a beautiful and you know, juicy story, but it's just, <laughs> it's just like this random Aussie dude who lives in Melbourne who decided to just buy a camera and start filming at the age of like 19. So I would have been, this was like five years ago. Um, it was just after high school. I, yeah, I finished high school and then, you know, I was always into clothing and stuff like maybe halfway through high school. I do a lot of vintage shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest inspo for starting it would have had to be in Jacob J. Keller. Just, I was watching him from the get go with always fresh apparel. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was at like five or 10 K subs when I started watching him. And then I was like, you know what? Like he's just a random dude who shows clothing. Maybe mm. let's give this a go. Like, I don't know any Aussies at all who were doing it and thought, you know what? Let's just start something. And then like, since the years have progressed, I've done mostly just on and off. Like, I'll go through phases where I just don't want to record because it does cost a lot of money. And this is people that just don't understand about like with fashion YouTube is that it's expensive because you Mm -hmm. have to keep recycling clothing, keep Mm. buying new pieces. And dude, like, I won't lie. I don't have that much money to just blow on clothing just to make content. Like, I'm sorry. Like I've got a life to live and I'd rather take care of that first than put content ahead. And that's the thing. I don't want to, get sent stuff and then just put on a fake persona. Like if I show something, it's definitely something that I enjoy and I would love to wear and then show it to the viewers. And then ever like over the years, I've just done mainly just like pickups, videos, outfits. I would go out. uh, I've done a vlog every now and then, especially when I was in Japan for a bit. And then Mm -hmm. um, now recently as of like halfway through last year, I started my own podcast. So the Robert Verdugo podcast, which is on, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts as well. Go give um, it a listen, folks. This is the Fire. only other podcast that will acknowledge the existence of. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't compare to you guys because you there's two of you. You can go on content for ages. It's just me. <laughs> that's the hardest shit ever. Like, that's the worst part about doing a podcast solo is that I have to do content on my own. Yeah. And, I mean, after a while, I would kind of get sick of my own voice. So just a little bit kind of sucks. But I'll do like... Um, content every Monday and every Friday. I post this um, uh, on every Friday. I'll do like a Reddit segment. So I'll go through like a 
relationships advice story. And then I'll just go over it, talk about it in detail every Friday, give my thoughts on it. And then to spice it up, we kind of have like the news throughout the week, whether it be like sneaker drops and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. um, that's basically me in a nutshell, just some random Aussie dude. So yeah. Yes, indeed. Throughout well, we love your it, time man. on uh, YouTube, have you been asked to come to Brazil yet? To... <laughs> I mean, I've got asked to get, um, someone said you should come to was it the Netherlands. And I was like, uh, that's really like really random, but sure. I'll freaking do it. Brazil. I mean, I'm Argentinian, so it's not that far off. Like I could make a trip there if I wanted to. So I guess more in general, when did you get into fashion in particular? Um, it definitely have to be probably when I was 15, around 15, 16. Um, I remember my mum used to give me money every time I go to school. She'd give me like 10 bucks to get lunch or whatever. And then this was like throughout high school. And then when I was like 15, 16, I'd save it because there's actually a savers, um, which was like on the way home to my house. So I was on the way home. I get off the bus stop and then I go to these savers and I just go thrifting. And that's really where it all started. Um, always like growing up, my mum always used to dress me in nice stuff and don't get me wrong. There was nothing wrong with that. I didn't have a choice in what I would wear, but she would always care about clothing and make sure that I just wasn't throwing stuff away or always looking my best when it came to wearing stuff. So I kind of took her advice as I grew up. And then ever since then, like throughout high school, thrifting, and then after high school had finished, I started to dive in a little bit. And I'm like definitely not the, I would I would not say I'm into the runways and the creativity behind runways and how it's all done. Like that stuff, I don't really dive deep into. I kind of mm-hmm. just like to see the ready to wear collections. I suss brands, and if it looks good and it, the quality is there, I'll buy it. Like if there's yeah. a story behind the brand, for sure. Like I'll rate it hundred percent. Like the main thing for sure is Rick Owens being like massive inspiration, but like in in terms of like runaways and stuff, I'm not gonna dive deep into that because honestly, I don't have enough, I don't have time for that shit, dude. I really don't. It's a lot, and there's it always is. stuff coming out too. Yeah, especially like during COVID, it's kind of weird to see brands not putting everything on hold and still mm-hmm. throwing out runways, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, you wonder how many precautions are being thrown to the wind so they can continue. Yeah, and the I thing is... usually pretty good. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I, I see it as, from an income standpoint, not many mm-hmm. people would want to go out and buy a lot of pieces, especially with a pandemic going on. Like, Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. So Yeah, and like, I don't know, definitely not my age, but maybe an older generation would start taking everything out of their savings or take you know money from the bank, shove it under the mattress like they used to do back in the day when something similar happens, like um, most people will be a bit precautious of what they spend now just because of this pandemic that's happening. So when you see like a $1,200 jacket or $800 pair of trousers, a lot of people I think will be second guessing about it now compared to pre COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. So aside from fashion, YouTube, podcasting, all the stuff that we know that you do. What else do you like to do with your time? Um, I definitely love to be on the PC. That is, uh, that's where I'm at right now. I like to sweat on a bit of Warzone, a bit of Call of Duty Warzone. And then lately, 
I've actually uh, found this new game called Escape from Tarkov. I don't know if you guys have heard oh, of it. Oh, one of the guys in our Discord is really into that game right now. Okay, this game, I've just discovered it. And I'm I'm not good at like most FPS games. Like COD, I'm not bad. But this game, it just takes me to a different place. It is so scary, but it's still an FPS shooter. Like I don't get it. Like the atmosphere of that game is nuts. But I've been playing like a lot of that lately. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like I listen to yours. I listen to Throwing Fits. Oh. I listen to a lot of um Who? like uh, it's called Throwing Fits. What what is that? Saul fails to oh, uh, to okay. it's... our dear friends. <laughs> um, okay, I listen to yours and yours alone. The only. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So I only listen to yours and my own sometimes. <laughs> Well, we still think, wait, do you guys, because this is obviously going to be cut out. Do you guys hate throwing fits? Oh, no. Oh, no. We can keep this in. I'm just, I'm very competitive. Um, and it's sort of an ongoing joke, at least in the Discord. Um, okay, that's fine. That's right. That from I, not... I love them. Yeah, no, like, John, I... John's a big fan. I respect a lot of what they do. I really do. Uh, it's just like a competition thing. No, they're, they're so nice, too. Like, they've both been very supportive of mm. Pair of Kings, which is super cool. Wow, so you guys have actually had contact with him as well. Yeah, uh, James what? and I follow Christ. each other on Instagram, and then Larry, I've reached out before and just said, hey, and he's like, yo, pair of kings. Crazy. Very you guys, yo. you do it. the good work. So I was, I was very surprised that like they knew who we were. Mm. But And then to get that positive reinforcement on top of that, that meant a lot. Yeah, especially it give you it kind of act as a bit of fuel, so you can keep going with the pod and oh, keep doing what you're yeah. doing for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, back to uh, what I do with my spare time, I only listen to Pair of Kings, <laughs> 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 and then I listen to obviously a bit of Joe Rogan in my life. I, I rate the Joe Rogan stees, mm. and then um, I listen to a bit of, like mental health and fitness, uh, fitness and mm. finances and stuff like that as well on the side um, in cool. my spare time. So, yeah. Nice. I like it a lot. I yeah, because Escape from Tarkov now. Oh, it definitely suss it out. It's like, it's a very high anxiety type game, but you get like a mad thrill from it. It's so freaking good, dude. Yeah, just looking through the screenshots on Google, it looks crazy. Yeah, it's very, it's a very realistic game. Like mm -hmm. compared to, compared to Warzone, it shits all over it because the game doesn't tell you how much ammo is left in your mag. Like if you get shot wow. in the leg, you can't run. Like you have to manually check how much is in your gun. And it doesn't even tell you exactly. I don't even tell you like, oh, you've only got about half. So then you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should reload. It's just little like tiny stuff like that that really makes the game stand out from the rest, I feel like. Yeah. I have a friend, it might have been somebody in the Discord again who was talking about the game. They love it. It's musty. Oh, it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, so kind of zooming out, you've mentioned, you know, your, your history with your mom giving you money, shout out the moms, um, and going to like savers, um, and things like that. But how would you kind of currently describe your style and what does the evolution of your style look like? Well, definitely it, it started off as like just vintage. Cause that's all I could afford. Like yeah. most of the clothing, I wouldn't say most of it that I bought back in the day. I got rid of, but I still have two pieces, no, actually three that I still own till this day. I've got like this vintage 
um, Stussy red and white flannel shirt, which is like a crazy overshirt. Had it since I was 15. I've got like the matching, the matching like Stussy. It's not even matching, but it's just the same brand of Stussy. It's this vintage like gray sweatshirt with just a small logo at the chest. And then it's expanded at the back. Um, mm. So it evolved from like vintage. And then as the years progressed, I kind of delved deep into just regular streetwear Australian brands like Zane Robe was like a big thing back in the day. Um, definitely like a massive Australian brand that popped off heaps uh, throughout like 2014 to 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely started off as just like streetwear, the streetwear vibe. That's what everyone was just rocking. And I think a lot of it had to do with my age as well. Only being like 19. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the main thing I preach on my YouTube is that I feel like style progresses as you age. And I feel like your style will mature as you age, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I definitely became from just streetwear. I mean, it's hard to say, but I definitely was a bit of a hype beast. <laughs> oh, I was like... I think we all were, yeah. Yeah, man, that's... I could admit it. I loved, like, when Yeezy was first popping off, like, I think I was looking back to see when the first 350s dropped, and I think that was in 2016, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. That's, like, so long ago, and I remember I was camping out for him, like... I remember I camped out for like two pairs of moon rocks, like pirate blacks back in the day. And I'd pair that up with like, um, Yeezy season stuff too, because as funny as it is now, there's a piece that I own from back then that I would still wear till this day. It's like this Yeezy season one oversized quarter zip, um, like a faded brown black hoodie. So it was like a vintage hood with like, every time you wash it, the color would just fade and fade upon every time you wash and this was the thing, like, as I was doing it, I was just scared because I was like, yo, the color's going away. Is this really bad? <laughs> <laughs> and now thinking of it, I was like, dude, that's the point of it. It was like, that's why you wash it on its own because the brown started turning from like this really dark brown to just like this faded brown to black look. Um, and it was super oversized. So I used to wear that along with like Yeezys, obviously. And then was into like the Y3, like ZG knits. I don't know if you guys remember those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are like, that was a sick silhouette. Like, I used to rock those all through like the hype beast phase. I bought like this off white, which, I mean, Virgil's a bit, uh, oh, let's, uh <laughs> let's not talk about that, man. But uh, this off white piece that I owned had a similar vibe. It was like this oversized wash black um, off white hood, uh, this hoodie, mm. which had this slash at the back, which it was purposely done to make it look like you got cut by like a lion or a tiger. And then it showed like meshing at the back, which was like okay. very, very intricate. Cool. Yeah. And it was something where, well, funny enough, it was when I saw it on my first trip to Japan, I had seen this hoodie in store, tried it on and was like, dude, this doesn't scream off white. Like the only branding you get was at the, um, the front of the neckline where the hood actually starts. It just said off in red and that was it. Oh, like wow. it was super like, if you know, you know, kind of vibe. And that was back then. So yeah. then- as I aged, like even to this day, mainly now it's just workwear, even like minimalism Scandinavian style. Cause I found mm. that, I found that, that our legacy is pretty much that. So I kind of just put myself in that as well. Um, it just be a mixture of that workwear vintage and slightly be avant-garde just with the Rick stuff. But even then mm. I don't go above and beyond and create like a full on decked out Rick fit. It's just mainly a mix and match of an everyday look that, you know, it doesn't really stand out to people, but at the same time, if you were to walk in with a group of people, 
they know that you dress well. So that's mm. pretty much it. There you go. There you go. So on the topic of, you know, your clothes, you talked about stuff you've purchased in the past. What's your most recent pickup? Well, I um I actually got a pair of Isimiyaki en placer plates. I've got a I got a second wow. pairing today. Nice. Bit of a, it's it's freaking crazy how popular this silhouette has become because oh, it's, nuts. it's stupid nuts, but I get it why. Because when I bought my four when I actually um I bought my first pair at the end of twenty eighteen when I was in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um fell in love straight away. Was like holy shit, they're like, they feel like sweatpants, but they look like dress pants. It's stupid crazy how much you can dress them up and down. So then I got this second pair in today. It's like a wide, it's a wide crop cut, but in a forest green, which nice. was um a little bit interesting for me because I always just wear black trousers. So I thought I'd switch it up, go with like this really deep forest green color. So I think it just stand out a bit more. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I need to... Because their their new colors are so nice. Yeah, they, keep doing, yes. they do colors every month now. They do. I remember I um at the end of twenty eighteen when I went to Japan, I actually went a couple of days in before December, and okay. they were like, "Hey, we're actually getting a new drop the start of December, like December first. Come back in, and then you'll see like all the new colorways." And I remember they did like overalls, they did blazers, they did overcoats, they did everything back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really happy that they get the recognition uh, recognition that they deserve. Because they're, oh, they they're just it. so cozy, man. And I've like literally, I've got my eye on a full, like, it's literally the same color, like, pleats and blazer combo. Like, that's just what I want to wear oh. every day. Be so clean, dude. Man, yeah, that's that's a brand I've been really enjoying for probably since the first moment I saw it. I love the pleats. I love the mm. the material. It's all, it all clicks. Mm. So maybe. You know, that's kind of the answer to our next question. But you have been credited with popularizing the Navigator boot uh, 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 among other YouTubers. But you have been mentioned in, in a few discussions about, you know, why those shoes rose to popularity. What's another, like, underrated item or maybe, zooming it out a bit, a collection that you see gaining popularity in the future? Okay, well, I took a bit of time this morning to actually think about it because I, I honestly, I couldn't think of one. And then when you told me before the pod, I was like, yo, as if people spoke about like me popularizing it, even though like this thing, I don't own a pair of Navigates, but I've always said it for years. Like I want to get mm. a pair, like it's just my ultimate grail. And then that's the thing. A lot of people throw the word grail around and it's just very personal, but with the Dior Navigate, like that's just one boot. I don't care what you say. They're like just the perfect, perfect like military <laughs> boot on earth. Like there is nothing that I feel like could compete with it. But I think something that would become that level one day is actually my um my Saint Laurent Ranger boots because mm. right now I think you might be able to get them for between like maybe eight hundred to like maybe 1.2 um given the year it was done i'm pretty sure it might have been 2012 or 2013 it came out um i'm thinking in like 10 years time that might become the new navigate because it's such a similar silhouette um and maybe even then like that's probably the only item i can think of at the top of my head the other one would have to be obviously like 
the geo basket that's just like it's inevitable mm-hmm. that that i definitely is on that level especially like the dunks from back in the day but um it would have to be like either those two to be honest i don't really the collections though that's one thing like i said before i'm not that you know i don't have that much knowledge when it comes to collection and everything like that by far so i definitely couldn't uh, comment on that mm-hmm. 100% I could see the geo basket in 20 years if Rick stops making them especially like those will go for $5,000 yeah and like the dunk already is like the people it's selling insane. dunks for stupid prices dude it's fucked up and they were going for like $400 a couple years ago it's so crazy like I was in Japan and seeing dunks for like maybe 1.2 to a K and like really really decent nick too and now seeing prices where People can just charge whatever they want. And I don't know, like, why... Yeah. Why yeah, you Do see, you guys know why it's a big thing? It's because... Um, well, the, the popularity of that shoe is because Nike issued a cease and desist to Rick. Mm, yeah. Because it, it looked like it had a swoosh. And I think it's because they're only produced for such a limited amount of time. Mm. Like, if they were still making that silhouette today, they the old ones wouldn't matter. Well, they'd matter, of course, but they wouldn't go for six thousand dollars like they like you see on grail it's absolutely cooked pairs just beat to the ground and they're on like the top 10 highest sales of the week article yeah like and the thing is though with the dunks like they were they've always been pretty popular but Mm -hmm. i don't know why they're such a big thing now like why are they going for over 10 grand for a pair of dunks like even on facebook pages that i'm on with like rick pages People selling them, they're like at least like five grand minimum as like an offer for a pair of dunks. And it's like a couple of years ago, they weren't, they, you know, they weren't, they were worth like, yeah, like not even close. I don't know if it's like a rapper's influence because I'm not into like, you know, the new gen of little rappers or whatever. Like <laughs> I'm a little bit of a boomer. So I don't know if like rappers are mentioning dunks or geo baskets. I don't know what the fuck the go is. But the popularity for that and including the Ramon has just skyrocketed. I have no mm-hmm. idea why. I feel like part of it, the Ramon has been popularized a bit by like Playboy Cardi, who's a rapper. Yeah. Mm. But this this might sound like a reach, but bear with me. I think that meme pages unironically have caused a lot yeah. of the hype for mm. things like this. True. Like, people if, know what it is then. Exactly. It's easy, like, it's easy to approach. Like you yes. start looking at the memes, you're like, uh uh-huh, Geo Basket, funny shoe, little heart bad. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, I'm going to go spend $8,000 on Rick Dunks. Exactly. When you're, like, younger and impressionable, right? Like, imagine being 14 and instead of it being Yeezy 350s, it's Geobasket. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, that's, that sounds so fucking dumb, dude. Holy shit. Imagine me at 14 with a pair of Geobaskets. I'd get roasted, dude. I'd have my Nike Elite socks, my Geobaskets, and, like, just some, some baggy adidas shorts walking through the hallways oh, oh yeah. my days because <laughs> like the ramon now people charge him like almost a fat stack for him yeah and i remember Ramones like resell. that's the thing like i bought them three years ago at 475 from the rick site and now if i jump back on rick they're on essence for like 800 bucks mm-hmm. and it's like how the hell like, I'm assuming Rick's just like, I know people are, like, really loving this. I'm just going to start upcharging, which is fine. Like, I get it. But, like, I know it's just an overpriced convert at the end of the day, but I know it's a lot more than that because the Ramon is just such a sexy shoe. But, like, 
I don't know why people are reselling them. It's so fucking dumb. It's madness. But I think it's I, just I, cashing in on hype. Like, I think it'll be cyclical too. Like yeah. as soon as it's here, it'll go away. Mm. True. True, yeah. true. We'll be on to whatever the next wave is. Back to Yeezys. Chrome hearts. <laughs> Chrome hearts. Chrome wars. Chrome wars. Oh goodness. So <laughs> Robert, you've you've spoken a little bit about going to Tokyo, but how would you rate that city? What are your must-dos, must-sees, and must-eats in Tokyo? Man, it's I thought about this when I read the question. I was like, you know what? Let's let's do a bit of research and remember what I was what I did during those three trips. So mm. I went in um 2016, 2017, and 2018 was my last trip. Mm. Um and then once COVID opens back up, I'm going again. I don't care. Like, nice. I don't care if I have to pay a shitload of money. I will go. But um, we'll the country overall, oh, 100%. You got to go. Like, I don't know how much money it would cost for you guys to get there. But, like, for us Australians, it costs like 300 bucks to get there oh with the gosh. return flight. Yeah, it's and, about like, $300 for us as well. Maybe with an extra zero on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my days! That Woo! sucks. That sucks, bro. You know what? When I go, I'll plug you. I'll give. I'll get you whatever the fuck you want. When I go, we <laughs> we want to go. If you if you wait until next summer, I mean, hopefully we can. If pull I up can go, but at this rate, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Like... Next summer, <laughs> yeah. That's I, I I hope America there's going to be a vaccine by next summer. summer. Yeah. <laughs> I hope next summer exists. If true, Donald Trump true. has a designated the the country as like a like a rogue state after he hopefully loses the election and then the south rises up once again and john and i are drafted to fight in civil war part two the squeakle uh we'll see what we can do <laughs> but that's the thing like it's so bad like to think that it cost me three to four hundred bucks but it will cost you like three grand to get to the <sighs> same place like it does suck. Uh, we'll I walk. do feel bad. We'll, we'll just walk there. Hey, John, let's book there. let's book our tickets now. Let's roll the dice on that. Twelve dollar <laughs> flights. Let's go. Why not, bro? Why you not? Because like <laughs> Well, um, the places you'd have to hit up, like first off, you are depends where you want to stay. Like I did Tokyo and then I think one of my trips I was in Osaka for a little bit. I didn't quite like Osaka as much. Um, I feel like it's a lot more of a low key atmosphere. It's definitely not as rushed as Tokyo, but, um, mm. the one place you've got to hit up is this district, which is like five minutes from Harajuku. It's this place called Shimokitazawa. And it's a district that is just dedicated to Japanese vintage. And it is the most gorgeous district you will ever see. Like in your life, there is just stores after stores after stores of like military workwear, 60s, 70s, like Japanese style, like anything you can think of, they've got a store for it. Like I know the main stores that I was hitting up a lot was um this place called Chicago, which was like workwear military. And this was back then, like this was what, two years ago, Um, Japanese jumped on like the workwear vibe. Like everyone was just rocking dickies, Carhartt and just doing all the vintage wave. Um, so Chicago is definitely one store to hit up. Another one would have to be Second Street, which is a variety of military, but also secondhand designer, because I know a lot of people love 
secondhand designer because it's stupid cheap over there. Um, I know you could get like Yoji mainline for like 400 bucks for like a pair of trousers that retail for like 1200. Um, so second street, Chicago, another one's Flamingo, which is similar to Chicago. It's another just vintage store. And then the main one, the, uh, as you say, the, the meat and potatoes of these shops. Okay. This Mm. is, uh, the beautiful ragtag. Oh my days. This store is like. It's got all secondhand designer, all stupid prices. Like this was what three years ago. I purchased a pair of um, Gucci horsebit loafers for eighty bucks. Like cow. stupid price. Like literally, you're basically stealing from this store when you see prices like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were carrying like I think in the last trip. I saw a lot of uh, North Face Purple label, which was oh, like, oh god, yeah, super interesting to see. Like, you don't see that anywhere else. Like, no. yep. seeing Purple label in hand, seeing how it fits, like the way it's crafted is just on another level. Like, I absolutely loved it. Um, that was that ragtag for sure. There were a lot of like other brands. They have a lot of like hype beast brands, but then they've also got like you know the contemporary and luxury designer brands, all secondhand. Um, and then they've got like the bags and stuff for obviously the women too, but. They obviously cater for like women clothing too. I would actually go to like the women's side and see if there was like bigger sizes of everything. Um, but Ragtag, Chicago, Flamingo, and Second Street. Those are like my go-to ones when I'm in Japan. And then I think there was one more. I think I think it was called Rinkan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. That was very like, imagine like chrome hearts <laughs> it's like okay imagine like imagine chrome hearts the way this the steers of chrome hearts is basically in that store it's just luxury designers on a whole nother level they've got mm. archive raf they've got crazy like Margello pieces rick pieces everything you can think of they've got there um and that's located in shibuya so those are like my definite stores to hit up when you go love it Absolutely Man. love it. Um, the food though, like you can hit up anything. Like I know, um, which store was it? Oh, Ichiran. I know is like very popular. I'm not the biggest fan because it's just very like a commercialized ramen place. Um, mm. you find them a lot in Japan, but there's this place in Shinjuku called Tatsunoya, and this place does like the best ramen. Oh my god, I'm salivating now just thinking about it. <laughs> Um, this ramen joint's sick. Like, um, it's mm. in, uh, yeah, in Shinjuku, but anywhere else, like you can just go to bars. You can just go to like, um, markets that are located in like the outer districts of Tokyo mm. and you can get yourself whatever feed you want. Like I'm a big fan of ramen and Japanese curry. Those are like my two mm. just go-to things to do when I'm over there. So, um, apart from that, like just go out and just explore not the popular spots in Tokyo or even Japan, just in general. Like mm-hmm. I know when I go, I want to hire a car and go like the outer districts and just go way out to where no one speaks English. Because the one thing which I preach about when you go is that a lot of people actually understand English and they want to learn and they want you to speak to them in English because that's how they, you know, learn basically in school. That's what they, their second language is English. So mm-hmm. The main thing that I would do is obviously just say like, Konnichiwa, like I just point at something and then just say, where is this? Then they just tell me they have like a massive smile on their face and that's it. Like they're the most, most like, oh, they're so fucking polite. 
it actually like when I come back to Australia, I get caught <laughs> because people are pricks here. And then compared to Japan, it's a whole nother level, dude. It's stupid. <laughs> Man, you I'm jealous of you guys because Saul's been Saul's been to Tokyo. How did you find it? Did you like it? I loved it, yeah. It was incredible. I've got to get over there. It's my next like big travel destination because I've done a lot of Europe. So Tokyo is the uh, – and I need to head over to Australia too. Yeah, you got to give Australia a go. It's pretty freaking hot, but um, it's good. It's it's fashion-wise, <laughs> though, it kind of sucks. Like, there's nothing here. Uh, what about RM Williams, Robert? Oh, wait. Are you a fan of RM? Yeah, I'm a big fan, yes. personally. I know... Yes, I know yes. it's like sort of the 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 look of like preppy preppy kids who either don't do any sort of actual farm work or like actual people <laughs> who work on farms and they just like last forever and okay. there's like not really an in between. <laughs> yeah, so RMs is known as like how do I explain it? <laughs> Basically there's bogans. <laughs> That's what we call yep. them. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so a bogan who's just like, you know, typical Aussie, work on a farm, whatever, they'll wear RMs because they're super comfortable and um, they just got, you know, different, a crazy amount of silhouettes that just work with everything. But then you have like other people who wear RMs that are like, oh, how do I explain it? Like, <laughs> it's been as nice as possible. It's basically, imagine a guy who's like super uptight, thinks he's like, the maddest guy ever because he works in corporate and he's rocking RMs. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's the vibe. But then you've got people like me and you who would just wear like RMs as Chelsea's would it just literally yeah. look like a solid shoe. Man, I, I've been like eyeing a couple of the pairs from them. I need to, need to get my first pair because I love like Cuban heeled boots and they've got mm-hmm. the, uh, the Santa Fe. I don't know if you know that silhouette, but it's like kind of a cowboy boot from them okay interesting it's super super sick definitely um look into the yearling boot if you get a chance yeah 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 i've got um i've got the yearling boots and i think from what i remember it might be a five centimeter or a four centimeter heel yeah that's mm. that's their other one it's the the yearling and the santa fe are they're like yeah taller boots. i've got the yearlings and they are such a sick silhouette it makes me just look a shitload taller and it almost gives off like an SLP vibe without the yep. branding. But um, yeah. like once again, RMs is its own thing. Like you don't need to care about a brand if you like the silhouette. And I think they're just ridiculously comfortable too. So definitely look into so it. It's also crazy. I bought my RMs when I was in Australia and it was so much cheaper. Like it's the same price in USD and Australian, but you get because the US dollar is so strong, it discounts like so much. Uh, like it was okay. um, it yeah. was I think 400 and something Australian, which came out to like 300 US. Oh, the dollar for you guys is just stupid crazy. Like if I was to buy, like I see stuff on ground and I'd see like a t-shirt for like 50 bucks. I'm like, oh yeah, that's all right. After conversion, do like our GST, which is form of tax and then shipping. It equals to almost like $180 to get something over here. It's it's, it's fucking stupid. You got to stick to Gumtree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh dude gumtree and facebook marketplace i don't know if it's popping as much as you guys are but facebook marketplace over here is a big wave man not in my area i am in like rural <laughs> michigan <laughs> facebook marketplace for me is like used vans and like 
12-year-old TVs that people are charging what they paid for. <laughs> it's oh, fine. We get it's like great. we get everything. We get a bit of everything cuz like most of the time on like our Facebook groups um shout outs to underground that's like a massive Facebook group that's here in Australia which is like pops with streetwear and high end and stuff. Um but sometimes like their stuff gets flagged so then they have to put it on a marketplace. So then you see like Jordan Wines, you see like Yeezys and Off-White and shit just throwing on Marketplace and having like a proper description. It's it's really weird to see, but then you have like obviously people flipping all their room stuff, like obviously because of lockdown, people obviously renovating and they throw off like the IKEA couch or whatever just the random shit is. So yeah. Yeah. God, we are I guess not off topic, but off our question topic list. Maybe <laughs> writing sure. it back in. For sure. What do you do to set yourself apart in the fashion YouTube space? Well, um, mate, to be honest, I don't. Uh, I just feel like I've I've said I've heard like a lot of people say this about me, like to mm-hmm. me on Instagram and stuff. It's like they just watch me for me, like they don't. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like I upload something related to like mental health, people will be like, no, we just watch it because it's you. Like you can post whatever you want. But initially, most of like my viewers obviously are into like the fashion and stuff, which I get. Um, But at the end of the day, for me, I feel like I'm just separated from everyone else because everyone else is just so unique too. So Mm. the way I see myself is just that I'm just this Melbourne dude who's just your average Joe who just likes clothes and just shows it off. Like the one thing I always thought about when I started YouTube was that I just want people to watch my videos and think I can do that too. Yeah. That's the, that's like buy yourself a camera, set it up and just talk in front of it. Like as easy it is to do, as long as you have like, you know, you're, as long as you're not obviously going to be shy at the start because my first couple of videos are disgusting. I do not want to go back and watch that shit. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> That's most people anyway. But when I see it, like now, I'm just so comfortable in front of it. And I just want to be myself. Whether yeah. like I know I've spoken about it before and I've uploaded a video. I was going through like a really, really dark time last year in like October mm-hmm. time. And I decided to post a video about it. Just all related to like mental health. And then it was just super random. But a lot of people watched it and were like, holy shit. This dude's like he's normal like the rest of us. There's nothing that's, you know, at the end of the day, YouTubers are human beings too. So I would post whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it was or whatever it would be, just random stuff that come into my mind um, and just put out content and people will just watch it just for me. That's it. Like, Mm. um, yeah, the fashion, obviously like I would, I don't, I would not say I have my own steez because I do like to take inspiration from everyone else. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, if I see something I like it, I'll wear it. That's it. Like it's gotcha. as simple as that. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the fun part too, because you know, you just get up, record for a laugh. The only shit part's editing, but I don't know, at the end of the day, like <laughs> I love getting clothing and I know most YouTubers do this because it's just a thing. I don't know why, but like you'll buy a piece and you just won't wear it until you show it off on camera. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's really weird, but uh, I used to always be like that. Not so much lately, but um, obviously because like I went for a bit of a hiatus for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't much into fashion for a little while. And then it just decided to come back. I just woke up one day and I, don't know, I got like a, had like a, a bit of an epiphany when it came to clothing. Um, 
and thought, you know what, let's just go back into it. And then I just posted a video for a laugh. Didn't think anyone would watch. And then next thing you know, I'm getting like as much views as I used to and thought, holy shit, people are actually still interested. And then that's just, uh, yeah, started to go from there. That's awesome. I love it. All right, Robert, it's time to strap on your designer hat. If you were to design a collection, the Robert Verdugo collection, what is that collection looking like? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Where would I begin? Um, I actually thought of this before, like, maybe start of 2018. I really wanted to, you know, I was thinking about, like, maybe doing something not YouTube merch because YouTube merch is just fucking trash. Okay. That's like, <laughs> no one buys into that shit. All right. You've got to do your own thing. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I could start teaching myself how to sew. And then I started like, try to hem stuff and try to make something. And then the idea that I've had for like a couple of years was I wanted to make clothing made by me, like with my own fucking hands in a sewing machine and try to make like, I don't know, 10 or 20 t-shirts or like five t-shirts in each size and then just sell them like as like my own brands. And the Mm -hmm. actual style would have been like, I think of stuff as longevity. I would only want pieces that people I know would wear like three to four times a week and try Mm -hmm. to keep it within a budget. I wouldn't want to go like and charge like a hundred dollars for a white tee because that sounds absurd. No one's going to go out and buy a hundred dollar tea from a brand that no one knows. Like it's, it's just not going to happen. Like I'd rather, I don't know, start like at a really cheap price point, maybe like 30, 40 bucks charge like that much for just a, you know, a nice, like good quality fitting white tea, black tea, then maybe like branch off into a pair of denim. Like I know for a fact, like if I was to do my own brand, I do as bad as I know it sounds so fucking basic, but just a simple white, wide crop tee with a nice mm-hmm. like length to it black one with a bit of a mock neck pair of jeans whether it be like definitely have to go salvage like japanese salvage is like the way to go like mm-hmm. if you can find like a wash pair like a nice faded black i feel like a lot of people will get the use out of it um so i'll definitely do that and then maybe like i know <laughs> i know i do an overshirt i don't know what style it would be but it'd be like a black or a white or a cream overshirt and mm. just make it like super boxy, a little bit cropped. And that's mainly like the idea of what I would do for the brand. Just keep it simple. Don't want to go too overboard, but at the same time, keep the price point relatively cheap. Mm. But not like cheap out on quality as well. That thing, that's like my main thing. Got to find like that middle yeah. ground. Yeah, because like I know, because I've done it firsthand experience, if I've seen a brand that's just started, I'm not really going to invest a lot of money into a brand which I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the only main, like the only brand that I think of right now and a brand that I absolutely fucking love to death is bare knuckles. And that's cause they had a massive following. So if you don't know mm-hmm. about bare knuckles, it's, it's Colin Jacob and they've started their own thing and yeah, they already had a following. So I guess they could charge what they wanted, but at the start they didn't charge that much. They were keeping it like middle grounds, make sure the quality was always there and look at where they are now. Like they're on their fifth collection, I think think their stuff is crazy crazy good dude i absolutely love it because like they're just two dudes and i know i think i read from like an interview or like an instagram or something that they were like we just want to make clothes that fit us or we wanted to find like they just wanted to have the 
just the most perfect pair of jeans that they would never have to buy another pair. Mm-hmm. Like they would always say, oh, I'm too busy buying like too many white tees. Why don't we just make one that fits us well and sell it? And like, look where we are now. Like that black and, uh, what is it? The black and red striped denim jacket. That's mm-hmm. like, that is a fire piece. And they've come out with so <laughs> much good shit over the years, dude. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, maybe keeping your designer hat on, who are some Australian designers or brands that you think are slept on by the fashion world? Okay. I um, I definitely think um, Double Rainbow is one brand which I know some most people need to hop on because they do crazy, crazy bowler shirts with like crazy, crazy prints. Um, and they charge relatively cheap. Like for us Australians, I think they charge... I would say around 220 to 180 for like just a nice Hawaiian shirt, but like they do some variety of different stuff and they're cut found, quality. I found a couple of those on um on Grailed for like 50, 60 bucks. Dude, jump on it, man. I'm telling you, mm. you like it is a perfect summer tea. Like I think I I've owned into that. I love yeah, like bowler tees. Yeah, it's just a revered collar bowler tee, like bowler shirt, short sleeve. It's yeah. definitely like super summer steez and you can just wear with like shorts and loafers and mm. oh my days it's like i think they're in um they're based in sydney too and um, i follow the owner on instagram too and he's just like a super cool dude just imagine like the typical like aussie beach surfer and that's him mm. like and they just go about their day and just think of like what shirts will people wear when they go to the beach or when they want to have like a summer like a nice summery day what kind of shirts would they want to wear and that's what they go about so that's one brand I definitely would love to preach. Another one is um is Song for the Mute. Um, Song for the Mute is more avant-garde, almost like I wouldn't say Rick Lane, but still that very dark aesthetic that's Australian made. So that's another brand which people should really hop onto. Um, and then another one is actually from Perth, who just started, um, is a brand called Solus Clo. So Solus is a brand in Perth where once again, I think they do like the similar concept with bare knuckles is that they just do stuff that they would want to wear and that they keep to like super simplistic stuff, but make sure mm-hmm. that the quality is there. Um, Cause like I said at the start of the pod, when it comes to my YouTube and I get sent something I make, I would want to, I'd only advocate it if it's really worth it and actually people would buy. And this is one brand that I would just get behind no matter what, because they do some really, really great stuff. Um, and I think for their third collection, they're going to do like um, salvage denim, salvage denim jackets with like a wash fit and just go with like a, just a simple stuff. So those things, like the three brands that I think of that come to me as like Australian stuff. So, mm. yeah. Nice. But Double Rainbow, man. Yeah, I just went on their website. So fucking good. I'll so shoot you that, that, uh, I'll shoot you that link, crazy. John. I, I was just on their website, actually. 60 bucks oh. as well. That's like for you guys, that's a fucking steal. Like, yeah. and it's it's a R A I N B O U U for anyone listening. Yep. Yep. Who wants yep. to check it out? Yeah. It's it's insane. Um, Robert, stepping a little bit away from fashion, more onto you. You've got some crazy tattoos. What is your next one going to be? <laughs> uh, I saw this on, um, on your recent podcast as well. You're talking about tats, but I didn't get to it. So I really want to know your thoughts on what you guys are going to get soon. But um, I, um, I've got to book in a Mac Miller, the Circles album cover. I've oh, actually got an man. artist here. <clears throat> I've got an artist called Brecky Time, and he's actually done it on someone before. Brecky Time? Yes. I love that. That's I love incredible. That name. 
That's sick. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought you actually knew about Brecky Time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, I just love the name. name. Yeah. yeah, the name's so like, it's, yeah, you like you hear it and you're like, yo, that's actually pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude, he does like mainly just, um, I'm pretty sure he just does black ink. So okay. that's my aesthetic when it comes to tattoos is that I only want to keep it black. I don't want to add color. Um, but this is like my next thing I'm definitely going to go to is the Mac Miller Circles front cover. Um, cause obviously like I'm literally a massive Mac Miller fan. Like it's, rest in peace. yeah, may he rest in peace. Like I've got Memento Mori tatted on me, which was on his like self care video. Um, I've also got a, uh, my thoughts on my own enemy, which is in the question, which he's featured with Lil Wayne. Um, I've got that tatted as well. And I just want to get the circles one just to complete it. And then I've got a few other ones in mind. Like I've got to finish off my left arm. I've actually got Batman and the Joker, Heath Ledger Joker. Um, so I want to finish off with Bane and also the Batmobile just to finish off the whole half sleeve and then mainly just do a lot of patchwork stuff. So I'm a very like random dude when it comes to tats. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys have any, do you? I don't have no. any. Uh, but... What do you... I don't know. I didn't listen to your last pod though, but what was your, did you have an answer for your first tat? Would you want to I, get? I did. Um, so if you are familiar with SpongeBob SquarePants, I want a handsome course. Squidward. Like <laughs> just the head of that, dude. <laughs> Not like super big or anything, but I just think it'd be a really cool, like little tattoo. It's I've never seen it before. I think it'd be mm. interesting just to, to make that permanent, but if that happens someday, that'll for sure be, yeah, be covered sure, on the dude. pod. Why not? Why not? I set a, uh, a live, laugh, love on my ribs so I could be a basic <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and then I suggested he do it like above his eyebrow, like Post Malone. But oh, it's his live, laugh, love style, dude. instead of, um, what does his say? I can't remember. Always tired. His says always, always tired. tired. That's right. Oh, but that's I want Sauls to say live, laugh, love right above his eyebrow. Dead set. If you guys get onto like the tattoo wave, Give it like maybe three or four tats in, and then you're gonna get just random shit, and you literally won't <laughs> care what the fuck it is. Like, it's so funny. Like I've got one right. I've literally got. It's oh, it's really it's really it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's, it's um basically I've got like a group of friends who I've grown up with playing tennis, and half of them are Macedonian and Serbian. Okay, this is getting really weird, but they, I don't know how this came about. But I was with my mate. And we took a photo of this duck, right? And we sent it in our chat. And we go, how do you say this in Macedonian or Serbian, whatever the fuck it was? And they're like, uh, it's pronounced patki. And I like, <laughs> I don't know why, but me and my mate, we fucking lost it. We lost our <laughs> mind. I think we were laughing for 10 minutes straight because it sounded so fucking weird to say patki is duck. It, it just like blew our minds. It just got so you. Then, yeah. yeah. And then, like, what? I think it was maybe six months later, me and my mate decided to get it tatted together, and we want everyone else to do it too. And we've got, like, duck, but it's actually written in, I believe, um, Slavic. I think that's okay. the actual um, the writing of it. So it's really small. It's very low-key. It's a very dumb tat, but I think it's just memorable, and I think it's just a bit of a laugh. I love um, it. Yeah, it's just, I think it's really cool. And I've got John Wick as well. Like, it's really random, but I love John Wick. It's just a really sick fucking movie. John Wick's a sick. fun movie, wholesome, oh, Keanu, Chungus, yeah, really, really oh, happy movie, one, one to watch with the family. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely one to watch with the fam. It's nothing but PG. <laughs> oh, 
God. There's a lot of cool attention to detail in that movie, like how they actually counted the number of bullets in the guns. Yeah. And that he has to reload. Yeah. Like that that stuff is crazy. His training that he did for that film as well was just absurd. Oh like, my god, yeah. He's, incredible. He's a like a mad genius. Legit, and he's just so wholesome. He's just such a lovely fucking dude. I don't, I don't know how someone is that nice and that kind, honestly. So, coming back maybe to your YouTube, where would you like to see your channel go in the future? Um, I've always said this, like, throughout my years, like, maybe the last three, four years of doing it, like, I've always seen it as, you know, it would just be a thing where I'll just kind of just update my YouTube just to see where I'm at in like, you know, every so often. And then maybe when I'm like 35, like maybe I'd stop. I don't know. Like I definitely would not make a career out of it. I think personally for me, it's a bit too late. Um, mm. I don't have the time. I don't have the funds. I don't have the, the time to invest in a YouTube channel, which is solely based on clothing. Because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, like I said it before, clothing costs a shit ton of money and you have to recycle constantly and you always have to think of new content. And honestly, mm. from my point of view, in my shoes, it's very hard to just create new content because you end up recycling the same old shit. You got to recycle the same old pickups, the same old styling. Like it can be a bit repetitive as a creator. So mm. I only see the YouTube channel going for as long as I want it to. Like, I don't mm. really care for numbers. I don't care if I reach a hundred thousand. I don't care if I reach 50. Like it's just something where when I'm 35, 40, I've got a kid and he's looking at my YouTube and I'm like, Hey, this is what your old man used to do when he was your age. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be super beautiful to do and like really look back and see how far I've come as a human being, because mm-hmm. Not only is there fashion content, but there's a lot more other shit that's involved too, especially like the mental side of things with my YouTube and me personally that I would love to see in myself in 10 years and think, all right, let's see how I've, let's see how far I've come. And then yeah. obviously getting really old and then kids growing up and then just tell them about the YouTube and say, hey, the old man was a YouTuber back in the day um, and did all this random shit. And I just think it'd be pretty cool. Like it's the main thing why I do it. So yeah i love it i love it so if we ever have kids do we play them the podcast oh my god you know how they play like classical music into like a pregnant woman's stomach to make your baby smarter (laughs) it's just the pod it's just the pod it's just pair of kings all day every day (laughs) oh shit do you guys see it doing for like a very long time do you really like enjoy doing the pods I oh love my it. god, I have a blast. Like we it's like sorry, good dude. Unironically, like I, I I know this might sound corny, like off off jump, but like we get to talk to cool people like you every week and it's oh, new and interesting, right? We get yeah. to make jokes about something that I'm passionate about, and then I get to like hang out with my best friend for two hours a week. Like it doesn't feel like I'm like, oh god, like I have to do this this week. It's like yeah. You know when when are we doing this this week? Do this, it's yeah. awesome. We we're lucky. Like the community has been super super nice, super receptive. Oh my god, yeah. We've got a great Discord going and everything like that. I'm gonna you join know. your Discord as well. Please I'm gonna do. Look into yeah. it. Definitely want to because like I'm on Discord all the time as well, especially on PC and stuff. We've got um, some other podcast alum in the Discord and yeah, like you get it's a, just a special flair. Yeah, you get a special flair. Your uh, yeah. your name is purple. Mm-hmm. 
Nice, and- nice. Because <laughs> like every time I listen to your stuff, like it's just super chill. You just love what you guys do, and I think you guys have really good chemistry for the pod too. Because thank you. I think the like I think the worst thing that could happen, or like there'd be nothing worse than having like two people just being super dull and quiet. And I feel like you guys are the complete opposite of that. Um, so definitely just keep been... keep the shit up, man. Keep it up. If we thank start you. getting boring, we're gonna go like the uh, the the hype beast mystery box unboxing, but it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spent fifty thousand dollars on this hype beast mystery box. I spent a hundred thousand dollars at Gucci. <laughs> you can't see it, guys, but I just got a, a dead stock pair of the uh, the Supreme Pigeon Dunks. I swear to God, they're right in front of me. They're dead stock guys. They're so no real. Pieces. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, the dunks. Holy yeah. shit. The fucking That's dunks. Insane. The dunks are not Like, I was an SB fan in the mid-2000s, but I was also, like, 11 or 10, 10 years old, so I couldn't buy anything. I was just into <laughs> yeah, it. Legit. And now it's, like, all the stuff that I used to really want was, like, $200, $300 a couple of years ago, and now it's, like, $2,000. So crazy. Like, I know it'd be a little bit off-topic, and, like, not towards the questions at all, but why do you think the dunk is so fucking popular right now? Two Travis words. Scott. Travis Scott. Ah, oh, true. Very yeah, true. Because no, that's the I, thing. Like, I don't see Travis Scott's fits. Like, I don't follow him. Yeah, I don't really, like, I don't know if you guys see him as, like, a, a really fashionable influencer. Because I don't really see him that way. I think, no. to his For credit, he really kids. knows what he's wearing. Like, yeah. he's true. been into SBs. True. He's an SB head. I am personally, like, a lot of people are salty about the new hype of SBs. I like it just because it's a really interesting line of shoes. Like every single shoe has a story behind it. And I think that's mm-hmm. so cool. And uh, I'm just happy people are starting to wear them again. Because cool. it's, it's I've been got a long a, uh, I've got an off topic question for you. Robert, how many times have you done the Eagle drop? The the Eagle drop? Is that not a thing in, in Melbourne? <laughs> I'm I've never fucking heard of this eagle. What the fuck's an eagle drop? Oh my god. Okay. When I was in Sydney, whenever I went out to bars, they would play the song Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. And the second it would start, everybody in the bar would drop their pants. Well, I think they were just pranking you. No, they were pranking you. pranking you, bro. I swear to God. It was, it was just I, you, dude. Dude, no, what was like no, the no. average age at that bar when they're like 35? <laughs> Oh, like like 26 what the fuck dude yeah. no lie like okay i'm not the biggest i never used to be like a massive drinker or like you know go out to bars every or clubs every single week even like just before covid i'd go out to like bars and shit i was really starting to get the groove but i've never fucking heard of an eagle <laughs> drop in my fucking life what the fuck i swear to god i'm not being they're pranking like, you dude dude did you actually drop your pants Yes. They're like all the Americans in here. Did you show off the Supreme boxes? Uh, no, I showed off my uh, me undies boxers. I own zero pairs of. Uh... Wait, Saul, you don't own any Supreme boxers? No. Then why are we doing this podcast? I don't know. I maybe maybe one day when we start the Patreon, every single dollar I get from the uh, the Patreon one month goes invested entirely into... to Supreme boxers. Yeah, I'll get the uh, I'll get the uh, the meme ones with the guy with the um, what do they call it? The skid marks on the back. Oh yeah, <laughs> they. I've I've heard from our from our dear friends throwing fits. Someone tried to sell a pair of those on Grilled. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Fuck yeah. 
I'm having for the eagle drop though. Today's the uh, today's the first day of Supreme Fall Winter 2020. Actually, yay! It is ooh, funny ooh, enough. Ooh, ooh, high beast come about. Jesus Let's go. Christ. Let's go. They didn't have them. They didn't have like. There were some pieces that are actually decently wearable, though. Oh, I'm like, excited about this season. There's, like, two or three things that I do definitely plan on getting. Oh, because that's the thing. You guys could probably get it pretty easily, being in the States. I would assume, anyway. It's, it's well, their stock numbers are so high up now that it's not too hard to get. As long as it's not, like, the most hyped thing of the week. As long as it's not, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there, were, there was, like, six months to a year like 2017 to 2018 where everything would sell out because they hadn't upped their stock numbers yet. So like every single thing would be sold out in like two minutes. Uh, okay. Cause here in like Australia, most people just have proxies. Like they'll usually try to know they'll usually have someone in the States ready to buy Supreme or like mm. there's usually one member in the community, which is like known for just having a proxy. And then he will just upcharge whatever the fuck he wants considering like, how much people are going to want to buy for it, like how much people would pay. Mm. Um, and obviously so like resale, which, yeah, exactly. So There's seven letters. That's They're releasing that, uh, that really cool, uh, like verify T. Yeah. Um, it's and got then like, the, uh, that's super cool. The, it looks like the, the blowback rayon shirts also releasing today. That's, that's the one I want that. And then I want the, uh, the leopard print tote bag. Yeah, they've got those uh, those leather jackets that I really like that are a nice eight hundred dollars. So. A sassy eight hundred. So so I'll, I expect you to buy like five of those. No, I'll get six. I'll wear my fit will just be the Skidmark Supreme undies and my eight hundred dollar <laughs> Vanson leather jacket. That purple one was so cool though. It's so sick. Great Ugh. color. But Vanson's already a really expensive brand, and then you add the Supreme branding in, boom. Yep. That's a that's a big big purchase but it's fine i'll see a seventh grader wearing one that's in my size i'll just rob him <laughs> Robin for his jerry baskets as well don't forget oh, oh yeah. yeah no he'll be definitely in the same outfit i love that blowback tee though john i could definitely see you in the uh the lighter color one i want the blue one yeah, yeah. very very semi-professional bowler vibes which is what i'm always going for so back bringing us back to earth Robert, do you have any personal style icons? And if so, who are they? Um, first off, I would definitely say uh, Jacob Keller. I think he fucking dresses amazing. Uh, literally looked up to him for years as in terms of like an inspiration for what to wear. Um, as it's like, I don't know, I feel like most people would say this answer if they do watch. But I feel like I look up to Sanj a lot for styling most clothing pieces. Yeah, um, dresses super, super well. Yeah, like the way he's just got about proportions, the way he goes about different colors as well, I think just suits mm. suits him so well. And the way I see clothing is that I hate when people say you wear something like, I can't wear that, It's it, it won't suit me. That pisses me off so much because literally anyone can wear whatever the fuck they want. You just need to have the attitude and the whole, you just need to have a vibe about it. So that's why I think Sanj is very good because he can pull off anything because he has the vibe for it. He can wear, he has like the the attitude for it. And that's mm -hmm. one thing I definitely look up to for inspiration is having an attitude for a certain fit. Um, I know uh, in terms of other ones, I would definitely say, um, as weird as it might seem, I say Mac Miller as 
weird as it is, because he's not known for wearing clothing at all, but he does. He did rock, unfortunately, he did rock some really crazy, crazy tees, mm-hmm. um, just really crazy graphic tees, just like chinos and simple sneakers. But I really looked towards like the graphic tees that he used to wear. I think they were just like crazy, crazy good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really about it. I usually just like, I try to shine away from like just Instagram fashion in general, because sometimes it can just be too in your face and everyone's just wearing the same shit. Um, but I mainly like look towards like just movies in general, whether it be like the nineties movies or even just movies in this era right now. Um, I like to take a thing or two, like for instance, Peaky Blinders. Like mm. I believe that's set in the thirties, I believe. Um, and the one thing I look for is their trousers that they have in that film, in the whole series. Like they're just like a dark charcoal gray, like tapered pair of trousers um, that just sit on top of a boot. I watched like five seasons of Peaky Blinders and all I was looking at were like the trousers and just the suits <laughs> they were wearing, dude. It is fucking stupid. The good. styling is insane in that show. Insane, dude. Like combine that and just find, try to find like maybe that thrifted. Um, it's just the way to go. Like I mm-hmm. definitely look towards, you know, that type of stuff where, where you look at films and think, okay, they're, the costume design for whoever did it would just be amazing. Another one I look towards also um, is Dunkirk because mm. um, I believe for Dunkirk, every single soldier had all custom designs um, pieces. And I know in the opening scene or opening like 20 minutes of Dunkirk, um, they have like this military cropped, like almost blazer jacket, but it was super oversized, but cropped in like this olive green color. Um, and compared that with like high-waisted olive trousers, it was just like, it's, it was really random to see, but to think a war movie like that could be inspiration for me wearing fits is really mm-hmm. fucking weird. <laughs> mm. True. Super weird. But like, that's the thing. I love military style. Like I've always loved it. I love the cargoes and just love, you know, just that, the, the attitude of wearing military clothing. I don't know what's mm-hmm. what, like what it is about, but, um, like there's nothing for me when I did own them, there was nothing better than wearing the pair of Creech cargoes. Like I just, I felt like a boss when I was wearing them, dude, I won't lie. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. We, uh, Saul and I haven't quite had our Rick phases yet, but I feel you like they're, there. they're on their there. way eventually. You'll get there eventually. I think I'll be cause... the kid smiling the entire time wearing full Rick. <laughs> Because this thing, like, what would be your first piece? Do you have any idea what you'd get first? Um, Mega lace jacket. Love... And then I would, uh, like, unintentionally, like, lock myself. I'd get a size too small, and then it would cut off my circulation, and I'd die. <laughs> there you go. Brick face complete. Full, no, full, full immersion. My favorites are the, um, the square-toed wedge boots with, yes. like, the three-inch, two-inch, three-inch heel. I just think the shape on those is crazy. It, crazy like... Good defies physics how it like cuts inward i don't know i love those but i'd also be like six foot eight in them so i don't know if i need a pair of those fuck you're pretty you actually be pretty tall holy shit um yeah I'm, I'm up there but the the problem with loving those kind of boots is you genuinely will bump your head on stuff from time to time. yeah i think so like if i wear that i would even be close to what you're normally like how you are now in terms of height like i'm at 172 I don't know what's that in like feet though. I think it's like five foot seven, five foot eight. 
think it's five foot eight. Yeah, I think that's five. Yeah, five. Yeah. five eight. yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty fucking short. Like, that's why I'd love to go to RMs and get the five centimeter heel because I <laughs> immediately almost become one eighty. Like that's fine by me. Um, yeah, but we, we love our, our kings and queens of all heights here on Pair of Kings hey, podcast. True. Uh, Robert, who are your inspirations? Um, in terms of like fashion or in life? Take it any way you'd like to. Ooh. Take us okay. on a journey. Take us on a journey. All right. Um, first off. Would definitely have to say um, my parents and my grandmother are probably my biggest inspiration. Um, they have done more than I could ever imagine that anyone could do at their age now. Like they, everything they've done, I want to be the person I am today for sure. Like I, um, my grandma's helped me a lot throughout like isolation as well and throughout COVID. Like mm-hmm. um, she just talked to me a lot. We just have like just general conversation about how we're doing. Like, even with my parents, like, they were quite young when they first came to Australia, and I was only, like, six months old. Um, so, for them to come here as, like, youngsters as well, like, they were pretty young when they came, and to be able to, you know, give me the better life and allow me to be who I am to, like, how I could be today, like, I wouldn't be the person I am without them. So, I definitely think they're, like, my massive and biggest inspirations Especially my dad, because my dad's a fucking hard worker. Like, he doesn't take a day off. He always has projects. And I think that's what, like, how I became this whole podcast, YouTube, whatever. Like, it's definitely from my dad, because he always, always has a project. Like, mm. now, now, my mom called it, like, a midlife crisis. I don't know what the fuck it is, but <laughs> it's really liking motorcycles. Like, he loves Harleys and absolutely, like, he bought one not that long ago. And he's been modding it up ever since. And Damn. he's kind of inspired me to get my own bike in a couple of years. Um, it's just like, it's like a whole different steez about it. I don't know why, but um, his work ethic is just over the moon. And just the mentality he has is crazy. So I definitely look up to my dad for sure. Um, but in terms of like other stuff, I look up to, would definitely have to say Jocko Willink. Um who's a podcaster who um, used to be in the Navy SEALs and his, yeah. his mentality and the way he's perceived in like the way he looks at life is something which I was like, fuck, like I could so relate to that and really be inspired by what he says and the way he goes about life and the way you are as a male. Like you don't have to see, you don't have to be perceived as like this masculine human being. Like everyone's just mm-hmm. the same. And the way you tackle everyday life he would just speak about and definitely a massive inspiration so that's mainly like who i look up to is just individuals who really thrive on talking about mainly mental health and life in general because for Mm -hmm. me that's a big part that plays in my life like i like to make sure i keep myself in check and make sure i you know um talk to others whenever they need something because um there is probably nothing worse then being anxious over nothing and, you know, not having really anyone to look up to, anyone to talk to. So listening to podcasts or talking to my parents for that matter as well, whenever shit like this comes about is great. So those are probably like my main inspirations. It's probably a bit more like Mac Miller is definitely another one, but that just like kind of goes without saying. Um, 
just because like the music that he produced and just the lyrics that were involved is just a whole nother level for me and could go really in depth. But um, yeah, probably those ones for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So stepping back a little bit into, well, it could be the fashion world, but it could be something else. Robert, Mm -hmm. what is your dream collab? It could be you collabing with someone. It could be two brands coming together and collabing. What would be the collaboration of your wildest dreams? Um, I would love, okay. These are two brands that I would love to see collaborate for sure is two of my favorite brands. Okay. would have to be, I would love to imagine Rick Owens and our legacy do a collab. Ooh, like that would be fucking be crazy. Cause right now, I don't know if you guys know, but our legacy is collaborating with Stussy. Mm-hmm. And then, that's going to be comes out, That's going to be insane. Like those are already almost two brands. I'll, I've dreamed of to think of collab because still see I bought when I was 15, our legacy I've been on for a couple of years and to see them collaborate is almost a dream in itself. But, um, one brand I would love, I'd love to collaborate with would possibly have to be like Uniqlo just because I feel yeah. like it's a very real, I would almost say semi-realistic, like it's approachable. Yeah. Like, cause you know, I graduated in marketing, so I would love to get into the marketing scene in the first place with Uniqlo. I'd love to start mm. there and become a part of their marketing team, but almost collaborating with them also would be a bit more, you know, of reach, if that was to make sense. Because I could say Rick, but that's never going to fucking happen. Like, not in a million years. Like, not a chance. You could say, like, I don't know, like, as bad as Louis Vuitton is right now, you could say that. It just wouldn't happen because that's not, it's not something you could dream of doing because it's not going to happen got to be a bit more realistic. So I think Uniqlo would definitely be like the route to go, I feel like. Well, Mr. Uniqlo, we know you're listening. (laughs) Give Robert a call. Make sure to jump on the Discord as well, mate. Come on. (laughs) Jump on the pair of kings Discord. It's time. It's time. (laughs) Another pod classic question. If you were to Chrome Heartsify one thing you own, what would it be? See, I read this so many times, and honestly, like, I I didn't quite get it. Like, I was like, okay, if I was to Chrome Artsify something, Anything. what would it be? Like, I could just say, like, ge- like just generic, oh, my jewelry that I own, I could just Chrome Artsify that, whatever. But this would be a bit funny, because <laughs> imagine you saw, a t- <laughs> imagine you saw a Toyota Supra Chrome <laughs> Oh, let's go. <laughs> that would be fucking funny. That's all I could say. That would just be the epitome of funny. Because, oh. like, I mean, I only say that because I own one and I paid peanuts for it, okay? And I would just love to see it. Chrome Arts fight. That'd be fucking mm. funny. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, all the fucking, like, the um the crowd. No, not the crowds. The, um... What's that logo? What the fuck is it? The the cross. The, yeah. The cross. Yeah. Imagine and like just black like... crosses all over a white car <laughs> oh, <laughs> on like the windscreen. Chrome hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. But yeah, that's probably the thing I'd chrome hearts to fight for a laugh. Probably car. cost like a it. cool like two hundred thousand dollars at least. Yeah, legit. at least. Someone and... did a a chrome hearts RX seven. Really? Yeah. I, I just got the picture of. I have a couple pictures of it right now. I'm gonna send them to our our Instagram group. But holy shit! It's what? it's surprisingly subtle for what it is. 
uh, like a Chrome Hearts RX-7, you'd expect to be pretty loud. But it's a white car with like black details, so it, it comes together pretty, pretty quietly. But uh, it's crap. it's nuts. And then I don't have any pictures of like the interior or anything, but I've seen like on archive pages, it's like the seats are covered in like the leather crosses and stuff like that. But, well, uh, that is that you know someone, what? That's something that I would do though. Like that's like. It's Japan, like it's an RX-7. That's like such an iconic JDM car. For mm. Chrome Masters, it only just makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure it was someone doing a custom order that costed as much as a house. Because they'll do anything. Like if you bring them, my my pick for what I would Chrome Hearts buy would be my Nintendo Switch and have like silver uh, joysticks and buttons and stuff like that and like a leather <laughs> back. Sick. I think that'd be, that'd be, that'd be nuts. <laughs> but if you bring it to them, and you have enough money in your bank account, they will yep. make it happen. Hundred percent. But I'm looking at this RX7 now, and it is gorgeous. I I definitely rate it. Like, got like a wide body kit, massive spoiler, diffuser. Price is so hard. All right, it's a beauty. it is a beauty. Wow, it's a beauty. Wow. Nah, no, fucking cool. Chrome Hearts, man. What a funny time we're in. Because like, I think Chrome Hearts now. Do you guys remember the brand Ed Hardy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like Chrome Arts is, might become the new Ed Hardy? I saw a meme yes. about that yesterday. Yeah, right? Because I think I yeah. saw something like that a couple of weeks ago and thought, fuck, that, you know, it they might happen. They are kind of the new Ed And they're also Adult Supreme because you can do, like, weird accessories. Like, they've made, like, a plunger and they've made, like, ketchup and mustard bottles. So it's they're, so they're kind of in their shit. own lane. But yeah. You know, to their credit, they they are capturing the market pretty well right now. For sure, especially because you have the likes of, I believe Drake was wearing it in the Live, Laugh, Cry Later or whatever. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm pretty sure he's wearing a Chrome Arts piece. I believe it might be I would be surprised. Yeah, I know he's, there's like a legendary screenshot of him buying a pair of Chrome Arts jeans off of Grailed. And like the person had their listing sold, and then they looked, and it was like to Aubrey Graham, and it had wow. like Drake's, Drake's address. It's like, oh my gosh, oh, I just sold jeans to Drake. And then there's a picture of him wearing the jeans. Wow, because I think I remember when I went to Japan the first time, um, in 2016. Yeah, 2016 when I went into Chrome Hearts for the first time, it was like definitely I would definitely say it wasn't as popular as it is now, mm-hmm. but. The aesthetic that Chrome Arts have is just—it's so biker esque, but its own yeah. Japanese lane that you—I absolutely adore it. Like I fucking love it, but I don't really—I oh, don't like the way it's going now because I much prefer to how it was back then. Because <laughs> not many it's people very like LA hip. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of YouTubers now are propping out the Chrome Hearts. Everyone's fucking known about it, like. I get it. Like, it's a new wave. It's fine. But I hopefully, hopefully it doesn't become like the new Ed Hardy where like it just fucking, it just becomes dead. (laughs) It's just something where you just can't be seen in. But I don't think it hit that limit at all. I really don't think so. I just wish that like biker core was like actually biker core and like people would be like fighting each other in chrome hearts jackets and not that'd be you know, doing the two C be... slide on fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like insane, dude, like fuck holy shit. 
Like, if you own like, one of those leather jackets, like, ride around on a fucking gi- gigantic motorcycle, scuff it up, and, Get like... some scuffles. Yeah, like, traffic cocaine. <laughs> like, and fight people. Don't, like... It shouldn't be for, like, the, the I'm a pretty boy, I'm stunning fucking challenge on, on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the TikTok crime arts, holy fuck. <laughs> All right, you know what's going to happen, though? In, let's say, because it'll take me a while to afford a Chrome Arts jacket. It might take me a year or two, considering how fucking pricey they are. And I'm going to have the balls to afford one. But what I'll do is I'll buy one, and then I'll hop on my dad's bike, and I'll take a pic, and I'll send it to the boys. That'd be sick. That. Yeah. Hell, that'd be a bit of a vibe. <laughs> Still for a laugh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, a classic $8,000 laugh. Eight thousand dollar love, and then I'll just message you and be like, "Hey, uh, I just didn't fit, so uh, can I just get my money back?" <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, so Robert, what is a trend that you'd like to see come back, and what is a trend that you are happy is gone? Okay, one trend I'm so glad that's fucking gone is the long line tees. Yes. The, the, oh my god, it was threw up a little bit for how fucking bad they are. <laughs> They're so like oh, I remember rocking those in like 2014-15 and they were just so fucking disgusting. I don't know, like what's weird is that there's still people in this day and age. I mean, no disrespect to them. I'm not gonna give him shit, but there's still people in Melbourne still rocking long line tees, and it's like um have you gone with the times or are you still stuck in that era? <laughs> so I think that I'm glad it's gone. But in terms of trend though, I don't mind if like, I don't mind if neon comes back because okay. hmm. it kind of, you know, it made that little, it kind of made a spice a little bit in like two, was it two years ago? Like last year or something, neon was a bit of a thing. Like yeah. people were rocking a yeah. lot of like lime green, like neon orange. No, Kanye yeah, was rocking like, a lot of orange as well. Yeah, Kanye and Kim kind of brought back that high vis day glow workwear. Yeah, like, and like heart hoodies in orange and in neon green. Exactly, and I think that was like a massive trend maybe last year. Maybe it's popping off a little bit now, but that's something I'd love to see like pop off a lot. It has to be mm. just bright colors, just like super. Because I'm pretty sure it's very like '90s to have like super neon, um, and just have like I don't give a fuck attitude. I feel like it would be pretty cool. But like in other like other trends though, I don't know. I feel like for a laugh, the Jerry Stees, the Jerry Boys. Imagine that coming back <laughs> with the zipper pants. Saul, you had a bit of a Jerry Boy phase, right? What is a Jerry Boy? <laughs> okay, I had a Jerry Boy phase when I Jerry Lorenzo, Fear of God. Fear oh of God boy. Yes, I, I yes, I, I owned a pair of the Fear of God joggers. Um and they were so tight on my calves that like my feet would go numb if I would sit down. Oh my goodness. It was that at like the Saint Laurent DO2 denim. I, I would legitimately like sit in a chair and I'd get up and have to like stamp my feet because like circulation would get cut off. Yikes. Yep. Yikes. I know, um, I remember when H&M did like their version of a Fear of God pant. I don't know if you guys oh, remember. I'm <sighs> like very vaguely. I can't remember what, I'm sure I can guess what it looked like, but I can't remember like the exact... But I remember, like, the era of everyone was doing, like, the special cut jogger and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, um, 
that's the thing though. Like I didn't, I didn't mind it. Like I definitely wouldn't look back and be like, oh, nah, I'd rock that shit now. Cause I probably wouldn't. But that's like the Jerry boy phase. Like if it came back, I wouldn't be that like, Oh, okay. That's fair enough. Like, cause some of it's pretty hard. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen fear of God's new recent collection. It kind of like has a bit of hype behind it because it's a whole different wave. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely different from the, what it used to be for sure. Yeah, Who did he have beef with recently? What was that? Who did Jerry Lorenzo have beef with recently? Uh, Pair of Kings podcast, because we didn't give him enough clout. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I swear to God. I'm looking at their most recent collection. I kind of like this. The only thing is apparently it's very like Cos-esque. Like Cos is in like H&M Cos. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like you see... Like all the stuff you see there, you could probably get at Cos if you look hard enough. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I that's sort like... of always been the vibe. Like, I don't mean to say it in a mean way, but like, it's mm-hmm. sort of like unbranded basics that are like cut in a little bit strange ways that yeah. are two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. His price point's fucking absurd, and I would yeah. love to see like all those cuts in that collection. I would love to see in his essential line. Mm-hmm. Without like the loud essentials branding on it, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah. the essentials was ruined by essentials being on every single piece. In Definitely, I could not agree more. Holy 300 shit! Three hundred point font. Yeah, <laughs> boys, I have a live cop announcement. Oh damn! Big, oh big damn! Pickups. All right, mid pod, we have picked up a double Rambo Hawaiian shirt. Whoa, let's go, let's go. Was it one of the ones I sent you? It was. It's off of Grailed. It is uh, royal blue with white palm trees on it. I'm hyped. Can you you send a photo and chuck it in the chat real quick? Because I I think I might know that shirt. I got it for 60 on the dot. Worked him down. Worked the seller down. $4. Let's go. Big win. Big come (laughs) up. Funniest part, too. He just got charged 9% fucking Grail fees, too. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Dude, imagine that. Grail's fucked it with those fees, dude. Oh Holy yeah. Shit. Shout out Vestiaire Collective. That's uh that's been the wave for us lately. More successful low balls too. Yeah. But okay. uh, so, so you got you got a this was a live cop, okay? Um yeah. I, I think I think I had a bit to do with this because I actually used to own this shirt. Oh are you serious? My. Goodness. So I feel like my um the Verdugo vibes spice or his little steez just rubbed off onto you for you copying this shirt. You used to have this exact same shirt. <laughs> exact same shirt. I fucking I used to what have it. What if I it. bought your shirt? I mean, maybe it's possible. <laughs> what size a, is it? It's a size large. Did I have a larger and extra large? I don't remember. But it's identical. White, like white palm trees. I love it. It's like. It's, I like the uh, break on the palm tree from one side to the other. It's really yes. sick. Yes, and I'm pretty sure it's 100% rayon, and it's just super drapey and super flowy. Um, I want to see if I had a fit pick. I don't know if I did. Fuck, I don't. But, like, I used to wear that shit in summer all the time. And you know oh, what? Right. I think our uh, live pod, I might slice their website and uh, might cop a thing or two, maybe. Let's have a look. Man. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but yeah, what were the questions again? I completely fucking forgot. 
<laughs> well, you answered the last one. It was the what trend you'd like to see come back and what oh, you're yeah. happy. Okay. We're, we're through that one. We are we are on to the next. Saul, take us away. Yeah, Kay. we are on to a classic. Uh, if you were one of the seven dwarves, that is Dopey, Doc, Bashful, Happy, Grumpy, Sleepy, or Sneezy, which one would you be? Uh, out of all of them, as simple as it might be, I'd definitely just say Happy. It's just Aww. like... Happy like Steve, it. man. Just come on. You can't beat it. Like, maybe I'd be a bit grumpy. Grumpy is a bit of a wave, but happy, like... The Virgo like vibes. Too... Yeah, like, you know, if you become, if you had, like, a happy dwarf, I feel like everything would just go your way. Like, there's nothing that could go wrong in your life. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that's the way to go. <laughs> that's the way to go, especially right now. Exactly. Like, in this pandemic, fucking hell, will do anything to be happy. Like, that happy dwarf right now, holy shit. <laughs> fucking jealous of him bro oh my days what is this i'm on okay sorry to sidetrack but i'm on the double rainbow website mm-hmm. and i have this mint embroidered shirt i know exactly it, which one you're talking about it's fucking gorgeous it's oh crazy. my god crazy okay they have afterpay do you guys have afterpay in the states they do have it in the states i've never used it before okay good <laughs> good because uh, stay, stay away that shit's dangerous, dude, because uh, I believe it's on Farfetch, so uh, it's a bit dangerous. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, it's fine. I, know, I only I... have to pay one quarter of it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. My mate works for, the, for Afterpay as well, and he was like, it's good if you're buying, like, a massive purchase. Like, if you want to buy, like, a crazy piece mm-hmm. that's, like, 1200 you pay, like, I think it's maybe half or, like, a quarter of the installment now. Then yeah. you get the then you get the piece, so then you're gassed as shit, and then you just got to pay it off in like six weeks. So it's all right; it's not bad. Yeah, I'm sure the fees if you can't pay it off are monumental. Oh yeah, the pretty pretty absurd pricing, but it makes sense for sure. It's nice that it's accessible, but I hope people aren't buying outside of their means with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sure people are, but hopefully not. I mean, I. I'm I'm guilty of uh, buying within my means, or buying like outside my means. So, uh, I mean, that's what I've paid us here. Who gives you shit at the end of the day? Doesn't matter. Hey. We're uh, we're all getting the happy the dwarf energy right now. We're yeah. manifesting the happiness. All right, Robert, we've got a couple questions left, but I think there's some of some of our best in the interview. Sweet. So. We may have talked about this a little bit before with the with the collaboration scene, but what is your dream brand to create content for? Um, I definitely think, I think, um, I think we might have branched on this, but I think it was have been Uniqlo. Mm. I think, um, for the for the collab, but like, would you if Rick did reach out and they were like, "Hey, we love oh. your stuff." Oh, dude! We want if, to if, make YouTube if videos Rick, for us. If Rick hit my DMs and was like, "Rob, I love what you're doing with the content. I'm ge- I'm sending you the whole collection to put on your YouTube, mate. That would be a dream. Oh my <laughs> there you god! Go. <laughs> we're going. We're shooting for the moon here. We're going shooting dreams. for the moon, dude. Like, I definitely think. I think it's, I think, I've got to stop saying Rick. Let's just go with somebody else because people are going to get sick of my shit and I've got to switch it up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I would love if Nike hit me up for a laugh. Like, oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of sneakerhead YouTubers, which, yeah, they were a thing ages ago. Like, they were massive back in the day. They're probably not mm. as big as they are now, but most of them still get hit up to do, like, content for Nike. Like, they'll 
as soon as Nike releases like a certain shoe, they're like one of the first ones to get it. Yeah. And it's like, imagine having that much influence where a brand like Nike is able to reach out and give you the latest sneaker for free, I would assume. Or they're paying you. Yeah. Or they're like, yo, exactly. Like that would be a dream and a half because I think like a company like Nike, Jesus Christ, like that's pretty, pretty big. And I Mm -hmm. think like it is a little bit achievable because there are people out there that are, you know, getting sponsored or getting, you know, advertising for Nike. So I think that is probably um, a little, a bit of a dream that's maybe within reach. Maybe I think. So makes sense. Nike executives. We know you're listening. Give Robert the call. ISPA, we know you're listening. Yeah. Please, God. <laughs> That's the best thing Nike's done in so long. Their ISPA collection, insane. It's like well, their... I, I don't think I know that collection. To it's, um, I think it's Improvise, Scavenge, Protect. I can't remember what the what the A stands for. But um, it it's like their new ACG, kind of. It's like where they really... Just go crazy with the silhouettes. And oh wow! Okay. Super conceptual, yep. all their stuff. Like they have a shoe coming out, I think, in the next couple of days with a split toe, like a tabby. Ooh, they're, interesting. They're so I've seen there's like an epic react that's um, that's like an all black with just like crazy attention to detail. It's absolutely absurd. Yeah, mm. they they've okay. been killing it lately. But... Okay, I think it's the ISPA Road Warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yep. That's that's the five hundred dollar one. That's oh insane. <laughs> that is an insane shoot. Yo, Nike, hit my DMs, bro. Please. Yeah, let's, let's get, our, strap the boys up, up and some road warriors. Bro. Yeah, bro. Let's strap up everyone with road warriors. Why not? Like, that's if that's a, oh my god, literally a tabby, but Nike. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing like a more casual one that's not five hundred dollars at the beginning of September. Okay. Yeah. interesting yeah Lucky. they're doing some good stuff they're definitely definitely a good one to keep an eye on yeah hit us up come on mm, for sure yeah but that's probably a bit of a realistic dream the good old yeah. Nike, Nike plug Absolutely. so looking to the future what is your goal in the fashion space oh my oh my god wow <laughs> um well, this thing, like when I was, you know, probably like two years ago, I'd always seen like the, the YouTube becoming like this massive thing where I could be its own brand and do my own clothing thing or whatever. But, um, I feel like now that I'm older and a bit more realistic with what's in front of me, I would honestly just be happy to have, you know, all the pieces that I could afford, like whether it be a pair of Navigates or a beautiful puffer jacket by Rick from the women's line, which is like a growl mm. on my list, which is so fucking hard to find. But like just pieces like that or like garments where, you know, it's a little bit absurd to pay. But like if I'm in my mid-30s and I could afford it, it's like, you know what? I'd be happy with that. And just have like, you know, a solid collection of nice clothes. That's honestly like my future thing with the fashion scene. I'd be happy with that. Like, you know... I'm only ever, I'm only getting older. Like I'll be hitting thirties. I mean, not, not soon, but like I turned 25 this year, by the time I'm 30, like, you know, obviously a bit more matured. I would want to, you know, have moved out, have my own house and obviously 
got to have you got to have the walking wardrobe okay and you mm-hmm. need to have all the storage in the world for all the best pieces like it just makes sense yeah. and like if i'm you know mid 30s or whatever i'd love to see in my closet and just have just crazy fucking shit that's honestly what it is like i couldn't go any more further than that to be honest mm. that sounds perfect yeah yeah like, like yeah like obviously if you know i did marketing and stuff i would love to you know, be part of like a marketing executive team for a certain fashion brand or, you know, whatever it is. But at this point in time, I don't see it just because it is pretty hard as just an Australian dude. I'd have to, you know, obviously move to Europe to get the best opportunity and whether I'm able mm-hmm. to do it, you know, I probably wouldn't just because of like what's here for me, like family, friends and everything. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know if I could do it, but I'm pretty happy with like just working for just a marketing company, having just solid fucking clothes and be happy that's it oh wholesome moment wholesome 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 wholesome. i love it robert we are almost done with our questions but we have one more and it is a big one my friend it is a staple in the pair of kings interview experience it has (laughs) confused all of our guests delighted Hopefully, most of them. <laughs> it's just been—it's been a blast to to ask this to so many people. But Robert Verdugo, if you had a year to eat a door, hinges and doorknob included, with the door itself, do you think you could do it? And if so, how would you go about doing it? I would eat that motherfucker in a month. Yes, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's the attitude. <laughs> I would uh I'd have to melt it or something like got to melt it, put some seasoning, put some garlic powder or something, Ooh, add a bit of veggies, good. and then 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 you go. There's a there's a feed right there. It'll take you a while, but I feel like you get there. Get some fiber in you, and you know, wherever <laughs> the fuck's in wood. <laughs> you probably die after it, but you know what? I'll take me a month. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> Uh, oh my god, wait, have you, um, have you ever listened to the band The Chats? They're Australian, they make like, sort of rock music, they're sort of random. The Chats? T-H-A-T-S. Oh, are you sure this isn't just Australian people pranking you again? Like with the evil <laughs> it, thing? It honestly could be, I'm like, like Do they not actually exist, are they just messing with you? Um, well, I don't know. See, this thing, I'm not, like, into Australian bands. Like, the only one I know is ACDC, because ACDC yeah. is a fucking vibe. Like, that's that's where it's at. But the, what did you say? The Chats. T-H-A-T-S. They just make, like, it's it's on Spotify. They just make, like, stupid songs about getting drunk and going to a bar and, like, eating food. And I think from that energy that I've gotten from that song, if you just got, like, an Australian man to just say, fuck it and go at a door, you can definitely get through it with a month. <laughs> Well, their top song is labeled Smoko, and that is the epitome of being an Aussie. Like, yep. that is just having having Smoko. Oh, my days. I feel like I might have heard this before because when you go to, like, I don't know, maybe when I was around, like, 21, 22, if you go, like, a house party or some shit, there's obviously there's a typical Bogan lad who would just play Bogan tunes, and this would be one of them. And it's, like, <laughs> it's the dumbest shit that you ever fucking hear and they do it in the like my accent's pretty bad like when it comes to being australian but there there's like the bogan accent that they put on <laughs> it's like you go over to barbie have a bit of a schmuck like you know <laughs> <laughs> i 
I've got me BB and me hand and me smoke and my Winnie Blues, you know? That's like, <laughs> that's broken talk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I can't believe I just did that on the pod. I'm going to fucking shoot myself now. <laughs> no, that was incredible. I love that. But I've heard, because I've read I've read this a fair bit, all right? And I don't know if it's true, but one of my friends was in, went to America, okay? He was in New York. Okay. And he, I don't know if he's just, he's just a big dick player, thinks he's the shit. I don't know. But he always said that it's so easy to pick up girls if you're Australian and you're in the yeah, States. Yeah, it's the accent. And you also all play rugby, so you have, like, huge legs. Uh, okay, because my mate, he went there, and he was like, all the girls, because I don't know if he's just been a fucking, just big talk, no game, but he was like, all the girls rated guys who spoke, who were Aussies, because they were like, just the accent just threw everyone off and was like a turn-on. I was like, what the fuck? Is that actually legit? No, uh, Yeah, it's the accent. We do love a good accent over here. Agreed. Uh, and uh, we play our... Uh, well, I mean, you say rugby, but ours is actually called AFL. Um, yeah. yeah. Australian Rules football, football. Yeah. We also have NF, NRL, which is like the rugby version as well, which is like mm-hmm. Australian rugby, which is basically like similar to rugby union. It's like its own thing. But mm. um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Do you play league or union? Um, my dad grew me up with rugby union. I've absolutely okay. loved union. Like... Um, he like collects jerseys and shit. And like, I've watched like the world cup throughout the years when I was a kid. Um, but lately in the last year, I never used to like AFL, like Australian rules football. I hated, but now I absolutely love it. I reckon it's just a very athletic sport because there's like no shoulder pads. There's none of that. Yeah. It's just raw tackling and it's just all fitness. Cause it's majority is just sprinting and jogging. You don't ever stand still. Yeah. Um, I feel like I appreciate a sport like that, but I absolutely love um, um, American rules football. I fucking love it, dude. It's so sick. Like, I mean, the only problem with American rules, especially just watching it on TV, are the amount of ads. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. It just feels like you're man. just watching, like, They're good during the Super Bowl, but... Yeah. Man. It was uh, nice, like... It's, it's enjoyable, like, on the high school level. You can actually just play the game that's the the latest i played was in high school and it the games would last about half the time because there were no commercials yeah okay that makes sense because you got like college rules football right which is like almost like it's almost as big as like oh it's almost as big yeah collegiate football is almost as big as the nfl crazy like you guys have so many Fucking cool shit, dude. You got like American football. You got baseball. Well, none of it's happening now. I just got. Yeah, no, no we got basketball. Oh my God. The NBA is popping off. Oh, NBA is going crazy. Shout out to my Blazers. Just took down LeBron and the Lakers a couple <laughs> nights ago. They're playing again tonight. I don't know if we can start 2 0, but got to keep I the mean, faith. Dude, if Danny Green continues shooting like if, he's shooting, you're, you're winning Green that in. series. Yeah, let's let's get Danny Green in the entire game and uh, let's have Dame Dalla. Pull up from the logo and just Dame and Paula, Dame Dalla, logo Lillard, my everyone's favorite all, NBA rapper. This is all gibberish to me, dude. <laughs> We're talking about our our favorite basketball celebrity, who's also yeah, a rapper. Yeah, oh, okay. It's, his like, name is LeBron Dame James. Dalla. Yeah, like LeBron James, fucking icon. Let's go. But cool. There everyone go. else is like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my AFL. Thanks, mate. We've now begun the uh, United States gatekeeping section of the podcast. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Goodness. All right. We are through our questions. Spectacular, spectacular answers, Robert. But we are not done with the podcast quite yet. Mm-hmm. We are an audio medium at the end of the day. And Saul, you know what else is an audio medium? What's an audio medium, John? Music is an audio medium. And oh. we, we on Pair of Kings Pod happen to enjoy music. And uh, Robert, we hope you do too, because we are tapping you for your song of the week. What have you been enjoying lately? Let the people know. Okay. I'm so fucking happy with speaking about this because I listen to music every single day. It's You're a like, big vinyl guy, right? Yes. Thank you for noticing. Yes, I am. I absolutely love vinyl. It's uh, it's a thing where it's like super, it's so tangible, but I buy it because I know I can look back. And th- this is, again, like, like this is me being you know, the future Vidugo vibes of showing my kids my vinyl collection. Like, I love to show mm. my kids, like, yo, this is what I listened to back in the day. And then um, look back in, like, 30 years' time when I'm, like, you know, in my 50s or whatever and see all these crazy records, like, from mm. from back in the day, but, you know, in 30 years' time, which is pretty crazy. But I think the song of the week that I'm vibing with so much is Latin Grammys by Action Bronson. Okay. Have you guys listened to it before? I I know I've heard it, but I can't remember the song itself. This song is just so groovy, jazzy, like just jazz rap. And if you, you have to watch it with the film clip, okay? It okay. Is, okay. The film clip for this song just makes it. And I'll just give you a bit of a teaser. Imagine like the world's strongest man in the 90s. That's the vibe that this song comes okay. off. Okay. It's like, because the thing, like Action Bronson for me, that's one, also another person I forgot to say for inspiration because he's dropping a lot of weight lately. If you, um, if you peep his Instagram, he's actually dropped 90 pounds. Wow. I don't know how Bronson long has? Good for him, yeah. man. Oh yeah. my God. Fucking good on him, man. Every single, like, I'm pretty sure every second, second or third post, he's like in the gym with his trainer. Like, oh, he looks great. Yeah, he's looking a lot slimmer than what he used to be. Because no lie, he was like... He was big. He was, he was really boy. big. He was like thicky thick. Yeah. <laughs> Health is wealth. Exactly right. And that's like main inspiration right now. Like Action Bronson, bro. Keep doing your thing. Like absolute freak. And he's got good bars too. Like, mm-hmm. oh God. But yeah, big massive inspo. Inspo. What about you, John? Song of the week? Song of the week this week for me is by Earth Gang, and the song is called Powered Up. It's their newest single. Just plain and simple, it's fire. It's It's got like a kind of video game-esque vibe as far as the beat goes. It reminds mm-hmm. me of like, I, I want to say like a GameCube game from like 2007. That's the okay. vibe. That's the vibe. Despite the, uh, the cover is like a Super Nintendo cartridge with both of them on the front. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really cool. Um, Earth Gang is super slept on. And uh, yeah, go give that a listen and give their entire discography a listen if you if you haven't. I um didn't they drop an album? Was it last year they dropped an album? Mm-hmm. I um I tried giving it a listen. I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's me, but sometimes it's like 
I don't know if it's just a bit chaotic and there's a lot going on for me to there's take in. There's a lot going They're kind of like, a lot of people describe them as the new outcast. So like they're definitely yeah. off the wall, like a yeah. lot of, lot of craziness going on, but they've got some really interesting music. It's cool to hear like that style more at a later time because outcast, of course, ruled the roost back when they were, when they were really popping off, but yeah. it's cool to see that kind of continue. For sure. I, um, the only song I know by them is Sacrifices, I think, with, okay. um, which featured J. Cole and a few other artists. Um, or it might be like, I don't know if it was actually J. Cole's song and Earth Gang was featured. I don't quite remember, but that song, absolutely mm-hmm. banger too. Love it. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of good songs. Yeah, Solly Boy. Sure. Johnny Boy. What do we got from you, King? First of all, I've before got... you tell us, huh. pause, 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 pause. Where, where can these people find these songs and oh. more? John, if they mosey on over to Spotify and hop in the search bar and look up Pair of Kings, there will be a playlist by Salt Hobson, yours truly, with a white cover uh, and black text saying Pair of Kings. Uh, they can click Pair on that. podcast. Yes. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, that has all of the songs from our episodes with us, with guests, um, that is accumulated into a large, comprehensive Spotify playlist. And, excuse me, I have to yawn. Mm. There's also a more general playlist called Pair of Kings Favorite Songs, where John and I just put in things that we've been enjoying. Uh, not, necess- not necessarily, excuse me, things that we've shouted out in the pot or anything, just songs that we like. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Saul, without any further ado, please enlighten us. What is your song of the week? So uh, for season two of the podcast, I've only been recommending songs by women. Um, This is a remix of a song that I really enjoy uh, called Levitating. Um, The song is by Dua Lipa. Um, With the remix, she tapped Missy Elliott and Madonna. Um, That is a powerful trio. It is a funky song. Uh, it's got a great bass line. It's very fun to to dance to. Um, and not to mention it's got some of the biggest pop icons of all time, yeah. of past, present, and maybe future. Um, it's, it's just a fun song. Like, I don't know quite how else to describe it. You just listen to it and you, like, you have a good time. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love it, love, love it, it, love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, man. On that note, I think we are approaching the end of the podcast. As much as it pains me to say, because this has it's been so a hard blast. to say goodbye. This is this has been a fucking good experience, man. Oh, I want to say thank you for having me. This was thank like you so much. Oh my god, made my week. Honestly, it's, it's been a blast. I'm so glad we were able to record because it, Robert, to your to your credit, it's very late where you're at right now. <laughs> so it's, thank uh... you for staying up. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, quarter past twelve. So it's uh, it's still not my bedtime yet, though. So don't worry about that. Man, but we we appreciate that to no end. That means a lot that you you stayed up for little old pair of kings. Uh, before we get out of here, take some time, plug anything you want to plug. The floor is yours. Let the people know where to find you, where to watch you, where to listen to you, all that good stuff. Well, to uh, not to bore everyone, but basically, you can follow me on YouTube at Verdugo Vibes, and then I also have a um, podcast as well called the Robert Verdugo Podcast. You can find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, and also Apple Podcasts, and also on YouTube as well. I started posting back on there too. Mm. 
And then also on Instagram as well, the Robert Verdugo podcast is on there. I don't use it enough. I neglect that fucking thing so much. But <laughs> I mainly have my uh, Verdugo Vibes Instagram. And then I also have, if you are in a bit of a mood, I do have a mood board as well called memento.garm. Um, nice. I just have like, you know, it's literally everything that I'm just vibing with, you know, whether it be interior design, whether it be sneakers, outfits, mm. anything. I just post on there and just, you know, whatever I'm feeling that day, I'll post on there. So um, like you guys can follow me all on there. Yeah. Please. I didn't please. know about the mood board. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I need mood to boards are good, out. dude. They're fucking good. Yeah, they are. It's nice to like know people who make them too because then you can kind of relate that to the the artist so to speak yeah like i know i don't know if you guys follow follow um hidden ny like he Uh, likes to keep his thing quite discreet but i feel like i can get a bit of a mood Mm -hmm. i'm not the biggest fan of his only because he doesn't credit the the posts fucking true very yeah, true. That kind of rubs me, me a, a little bit the wrong way. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I remember I've seen people comment and being like, hey, this is mine. <laughs> it's uh, like, oh, He just God, completely man, refuses no. to give credit to, like in the DMs. We've had oh, one of our former guests had a picture taken by Hidden and asked, and they were like, so I'm not going to give you credit. You can either have it taken down or just leave it up. Like they straight up refuse to give credit, which is kind of lame, but the account itself is very aesthetically pleasing. It is. And, but this is the thing though, like this dude's making his own merch with like socks and hoodies and shit. And Mm -hmm. he's making money off people's, you know, creativity and not like, yeah, get stuff sent all the time. Exactly. And it's like, um, you're not giving people, you're not giving credit where credit is due and you're making money off it. Like, yeah, I might give a bit of an unfollow after this, not going to lie. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen um, Larry from Throwing Fits. He has a mood board, uh, How to Talk to Girls at Parties 2, I believe is the account. He had whatever the original one was, was How to Talk to Girls at Parties. I think that was a, a Tumblr mood board, but he's since moved to Instagram. He started it like two months ago. And as much as it's going to pain Saul to shout out Throwing Fits, I mean, the mood board goes What's crazy. Throwing Fits, John? I have no idea. The only podcast <laughs> well, I don't know is the Robert Verdugo podcast and Paraphrase. Hey, hey, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait, wait. He's, he's taking us things, dude. He literally put up RMs. He's he taking the piss. <sighs> the man is, man, he, he see, heard this episode he before. He fucking heard this pod. Dead set. Oh, damn it, Larry. Let's DM fucking him. Larry. <laughs> DM him, dude. Say, if you're going you're gonna to pop RMs, dude, come on. Give, give credit <laughs> where credit is due. <laughs> oh, but yeah i want to say thank you for having me and messaging me in oh the first God, place it um it really means a lot because like i said at the start i was thinking like you know i followed you guys for a while and thought fuck if we did a pod together that'd be pretty crazy and then you guys come out of the blue and message me and i was like holy shit uh this will be an opportunity like a massive opportunity let's give it a go so i just want to say thank you thank you oh, so much for God. joining us man it's been Seriously, it's been two hours and twenty three minutes since we started recording. Has it? Now it's now it's well, two hours shit. and twenty four <laughs> minutes. It feels like it's been about fifteen minutes. Like it's Legit just it has. Legit has. Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> oh, man, Robert, thank yeah, you again so, so much. We we loved this episode and I hope we do get to do a part two someday. 
for sure, man. Thank you so much. I'd love to have you guys on my pod as well one day, 100%. That'd be, be a blast. Yeah, be a blast, dude. I'll give you, uh, give you some weird questions like the dwarf one. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it'd be sick, but thank you. Thank you. Saul, you want to take us out? Absolutely. Uh, as always, everybody, I am Saul Thompson, joined this week by not only my... How should I do this one? I'll say fantastic, funny frivolous uh, <laughs> I'm out of words with F uh, co-host uh, Fon Fogaboom uh, thank you so much and not only my good uh, my good friend but also our wonderful guest this week Robert Verdugo thank you so much for coming on thank you uh, thank you we really appreciate like you taking the time to come on talk with us and just I don't know give us give us a uh, couple of hours of your time to, to pick your brain. We really appreciate oh, it. Well, you gave me a lot of influence after this, dude, so I'm going to be gassed, <laughs> and I'm going uh, to buy a double rainbow piece when I get back inside. Oh, <laughs> Let's go! go. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I love it. But thank you so much for joining us, uh, everybody. Um, this has been and will continue to be twice a week, every week for the foreseeable future, a pair of Kings podcasts where we bring you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>